Hey, Spencer, have you heard of Lisa Lampanelli? Oh, you're talking about the queen of mean, right? Yeah, but she's also become the queen of lean. Did you know that? She has a, a play called Stuffed, where she delivers brash, skinny insight from the fridge to your ears. No, oh, yeah, not, no. I don't think that's what happens in the play. <laughs> I've actually heard reviews for the New York Times that have said uh, Stuffed offers laughs, genuine pain, and even a bit of insight. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Why? Is that relevant to anything? Well, well, you know, yeah, Lisa Lampanelli, she's got a lot of street cred, and she's also got a new Feral Audio uh, podcast um, where she and her co-host, Mike Morse, uh, talk about health, food, body image, everything else to help you be the best you you can be. That's a that's a, that's a a real hairpin turn for the queen of mean. She's, she's stopped stomping on uh, political sensitivities uh, long enough to help you self-actualize and get, engage in some self-care. So what? She dishes out some tough love as she takes your questions about being fat? Fat, being skinny, being anything but right, and helps you grab a little self-acceptance. I mean, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, but there's other stuff too. Like if you if you want to get yelled at by uh, Lisa, you can email get stuffed at feralaudio.com, uh, and maybe she'll uh, she'll make you feel like a piece of shit on the, on the podcast, <laughs> or, or or maybe she'll make you feel better. I, you you don't know with Lisa Lampanelli, she's the queen. Of mean and lean, um, <laughs> give their give her hotline a ring three four seven four six four two six five four, and you might end up in the show that way too. But in either case, it's worth a listen. It's free. Like uh, I think it's very interesting that she that she's 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 like had some transformative n- nutritional experience that she and now is is, is doing insights because you know what's interesting about the idea of Lisa Lampanelli talking about body image and stuff is that we already know that she doesn't give a shit about what your feelings so and and what we probably need to do more of when we're talking about um, health issues and stuff is actually have some frank conversations we're a very fat country very diabetic country very diluted uh, v- vain. Um, uh, self-loathing, uh, shallow country. Like, like, what, what, what do we need to do to actually be healthy? I, I, I would trust uh, uh, the queen of mean turned queen of lean to, to, to tell me that. Yeah. So make sure you subscribe to uh, get stuffed. Get stuffed. Kick the craving. Subscribe to get stuffed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeralAudio.com/slash get stuffed, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage. The new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. So, uh, my name is Alvaro Rodriguez. I'm the screenwriter for The Last Rampage. As a writer, to me, I'm less interested in genre and more interested in character. And, you know, I've written in a lot of different genres, you know, um kind of horror genre thriller or action movie or kids movie or you know different kinds of things and it was always more I was always more interested in character and hadn't really quite done something like this before but was just uh, really drawn to this idea of um, of a guy like Gary Tyson who you know had been in and out of institutions from the time he was you know a kid um, and uh, and having sort of raised three sons from behind bars uh, and how these three sons kind of grew up in the Church of Gary and thinking that their father had been, you know, unjustly accused and unjustly convicted and all of this stuff that they were getting fed uh, from their mom, Dorothy, who's played in the film by Heather Graham. 
So to me, it was just, I was interested in telling that kind of a story, telling a family story. You know, to me, the most interesting stories are family in some, centered in some way. You know, they're elemental stories. They're stories that um, go back to, you know, to the most intimate and elemental parts of ourselves. So the idea of fathers and sons, you know, there's a line in the script about, in the movie about that, um, you know, where Gary tells his oldest son, you know, Donnie, there's only one law you got to worry about, you know, and that's a law of fathers over sons. And the only way you're going to, you know, get past that is, you know, by this, you know, by dying, basically. But kind of threatens him a little bit. But um, so that was really, you know, the touchstone for me, uh, trying to figure out how to tell that story. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on facebook.com slash Last Rampage Film. Based on the applause. Uh, Bobcat Goldplate, our Chris Comptroller, Toronto. Wow, we got we got a we got a double decker, full packed house here in uh, in Toronto at the Bloor Theater. Yeah, that only shows documentaries. Are, is that true, really? That's a, no, <laughs> people in the people in the audience are going bullshit. I saw Spider Man here. <laughs> It seems like, yeah, they secretly show high-profiting movies on the, yeah. like, Thursday at 11 p.m. You gotta you got know a guy. <laughs> yeah, that seems that, that does seem like a weird move in this day and age. It seems like a really good uh, commercial platform. Yeah. <laughs> Only showing documentaries. They might as well just show my movies and just go completely broke. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I want to kill myself. Yeah. For those listening, the guy just yelled out, Police Academy is awesome. Uh, I, I have made movies in this millennium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these guys, those guys, the guys are yelling out, Police Academy is awesome. They, I think they're familiar with Police Academy as maybe like a, like a color form or like well, a... Well, they're rebooting them, you know. They're, yeah, they're gonna oh, are do, they really? They're, they're going to do what they did to Jump Street. They're going to make them a comedy this uh, time. <laughs> Gonna have modern comedy stars go, yeah. So Nick Offerman as Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that sounds delightful. Are they? Are they really doing? Yeah, that? they are rebooting them. Yeah. God damn it! What is it? What in the world? Just call it. Call it cop comedy. I think. Start, it's, uh, do a new one. They don't have. There's to, purists who get upset. They go, oh, and it's like really? Because uh, I was in two, three, and four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that your character became a cop. 
Yeah. Like your character was a criminal in the first one, yeah. and then he was a cop in the Apparently second one, Apparently right? at the Metropolitan Police Department, they don't have very stringent... Yeah, uh, well, that was the whole idea, baby. Yeah. Maybe it was, yeah, apparently I went to Batman jail, where uh, <laughs> I was out in a week. We shot the two of them I was in were up, was up here in Toronto, so I'm... Uh, up uh, yeah. It seems like a nice city. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it feels Gotham-y here a little it bit. Is, it is. When we were making Police Academy, uh, we would have to dirty the streets so it looked like America. <laughs> this is the truth. <laughs> and, and people would come by and clean. Like, they would pick up the trash. Like, Get out of here, go, Canadian! Get out! Get out! <laughs> There's Canadians infesting the film set. They keep picking up the litter. Put down that Tim Hortons cup. We put it there on purpose. <laughs> Yeah, so they would, yeah, they would actually do that. And so, oh, Canadians. You know, I had the quintessential uh, Canadian experience on the way here. Uh, and most, there's a lot of uh, cliches that are true. And you guys are friendlier and a little bit nicer and just deal with it. I mean, you're snarky, too. I know what you say behind our backs. No, but they will argue with you about anything. Yeah, and they, they go, don't tip. They go, we're not, we're not nice. You don't hate me, do you? <laughs> so... I see this guy on a moped when I was walking here to the theater, and he gets cut off and almost creamed, almost hit by this Prius. And he, so he catches up with the Prius, and he hits the window, and I'm like, oh, this is good. This is going This is gonna go. It's on. And the guy looks at the other guy, and the guy on the moped looks at him, and then he really angrily waves at him. <laughs> <laughs> Hello! Hi! Like... Have you noticed me? What was the effort there to give uh, the finger? It would have just been bending three fingers, and he's just. <laughs> well, yeah. That would hurt me more, though, wouldn't you? As a driver, I'd be like, God, that absolutely. Guy, yeah. I have, in, in rare moments in my life, I have experienced like I've done it right, just on accident, really, because I was trying to be so sarcastic, and the other person was so nice. Like, I remember like having instances in traffic where. You know, someone's honking at me angrily and makes me, puts my ire up. And then I would like look over at them, make eye contact with them and do this big, like, like show of like, ooh, ooh, ooh. like, like fully expecting to get shot for it. But, yeah. then, but then the person in the other car would just like start laughing. That guy just like, mugged oh, at me aggressively. Yeah, maybe we should all be doing comedy in this moment. Like, what, I got, what is my problem? I got rear-ended on the 101 during, like, where the traffic was at all stop. And this this guy gets out, and uh, he was a Mexican gentleman, and it was his truck. And we go to exchange each other's insurance, and then he hands me his license, and it says it was suspended, that his <laughs> license was suspended. And then I go, dude, just just forget it. My car's fine. And he starts crying, and he hugs me. And unlike you, I'm not cool with the hugs. <laughs> and unlike I'm just, me. <laughs> I'm like, well, all these big, I don't know, man. What is your target audience? We love bears. <laughs> <laughs> There's 600 hours of footage in that movie. Like, like I, I hugged eight people. Yeah, we should say there was a screening this evening. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and by the way, I love the movie. It was really wonderful. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you liked it. It's very it was, flattering. Uh, it was very, uh, very sweet and funny and uh, everything I want in a movie. Ah, that's nice. That's like, good. I know you would tell me otherwise, I think. I mean, not that you're I would dick. just say, hey, that was good. Yeah. Yeah, you would be polite, but I would know that you didn't like it. Right? So, and I can tell you, you, you saw some merit in Plus, it. Plus, I sat next to you and I was laughing, and I was worried <laughs> that my laugh sounded like Max Cady in the Cape Fear remake. You know, <laughs> I, fell, I fell asleep because I, I'm 41, and I, not because the movie's boring, but because I just, I don't know, I had some of these Mill Street uh, loggers. 
Do you want me to tell you how it ends? Uh, no, no, it's, I, I know it is. It's the fat guy sucks his thumb and says he's not going to change. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 was, I woke up to people laughing, and I thought they were laughing at me snoring, and I was like, anyway, make a movie about that. Uh, but, yeah, what is that Canadian... Uh, I think, I did, like, in America, are we socialized to compartmentalize to the point where we become psychotic? Are we trained? Do people, do people in Canada, because as a, as a region... I don't even know. Do, they, do you guys... Does, does Canada really consider itself to be a country? Or do you guys really think about it in terms of like, no, nah, this is, you know, this is my province. This is my, you know, because it's different wherever you go. Well, or do you guys say, go? Just say you, America in front of a Canadian and they'll correct you. Uh, this is North America. Yeah, yeah. We're okay, all, technically, we're uh, Columbus discovered the whole chunk of everything. Really? Because oh, on the brother. news, when they say, America bombed someone today, you don't go, us or them? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> But I, no, I just want to make sure I wasn't asking in a demeaning way because I would think that would be one part of the enlightened thing. Is it's like, why be jingoistic about a big giant swath of land? Well, uh, it feels like Canadian is a little more civic in their mindset. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the, perhaps they're a little kinder to their brothers, but they've also got the most fucked up political system going. I mean, no, but I mean, I mean, the Tom they, Ford, come they're, on. They're, fo they're focused on. They're focused on shit that matters. Maybe that's the only the shit that gets back to us. But it's not like there is no such thing as like a you know Canada really stirred things up at the UN today. You know, it's a, it's like a, uh, you know, America continues to rattle its saber and right. it's on this like global scale. So that's the only reason why you would have a reason to think of yourself as an American as opposed to per, per, perhaps a person from Portland or Milwaukee or Los Angeles, which is what really matters. Those are, like, the, the, the key differences are what kind of, what, what, what way is the traffic going? Does your city have a, a, a rail system? Does your city, like, how does it spend its money? You know, it's like, it comes down to a civic level. But I was thinking about this because both of us grew up not far from Canada. Mm -hmm. and, and the same kind of weather and the same kind of, uh, you know. Focus on humility. And uh, <laughs> shame and oppressive religion. <laughs> but I don't know why. Because I grew up in Syracuse and I used to come up to Toronto. It was like going to Paris. You know, I mean, it was like. It was, I would, For I would, me, it was like, yeah, the east side of Milwaukee. It was like, wow, they really. <laughs> They These really people are very bougie. <laughs> I used to come up here to I'd hitchhike with Tom Kenny up here to see Second City and stuff when we were teenagers. Yeah, try when you get when you get into the airport, you feel a very I don't know. It's, it has a weird futuristic like a '90s future feel. <laughs> I, I I was like I was like suddenly finding myself. I don't think I was that drunk, but I was like I was th I wanted to go pitch William Gibson like stuff. Oh, wow. I was like Toronto, 2028. Uh, you, it's just you're going in the 90s. You're going, wow, they're still hanging on to this grunge, and you're going, oh no, it's cold. That's why they wear flannel. It's cold, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's what it is. It's coldness and sophistication uh, makes you. Because I started craving Manhattans. I was drinking a lot of bourbon today. <laughs> like, why am I not? What? Why? Why am I doing but that? It, oh, because I'm not in a desert. But it does. It does have politics and its own craziness and stuff. It's just that part of growing up in the U.S. We, we're not aware of other countries, even the two closest to us. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's our arrogance. Like, it just seems like too much to take on. Well, have you been spending much time in, in Quebec? 
I, have you? No. Is there, are there troubles there? Well, when you use English, they're going, do I hate you because you're right. American or from Ontario? Like, they have to figure out why they hate you before they give you a rotten attitude. Yeah, they have their own thing up here. Spe speaking of weird things, I, I, th this is something that... <laughs> there's something called nu Nuit Blanche happening right now. Yeah. Which people were tweeting me about, and I immediately assumed it was racist. <laughs> I assumed that uh, it was pagan and probably racist. But, but I think it's just sort of a Silver Lakey kind of artist thing. It's an all-night 7 to 7 art festival. Yeah. And they do installations all around the city. All right. High-roaded. But at the same time, like, I heard some of the installations from last year, and I was like, oh, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody got together and <laughs> they made a waterfall in a building. All right. <laughs> and what was that pair, you know, what was that? It was cool. That's what it was. Yeah. Like, it was what is the, uh, what, what's the literal translation of Nuit Blanche? White Knight. Okay, see, that's why I thought, like... Yeah, maybe it is racist. In America, that sounds like Crystal Knox. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like time for some justice. Yeah. We got 24 hours to purge. <laughs> Nuit Blanche, motherfucker. Don't forget. Yeah. You're real uppity right now, Mr. Cab Driver, but tomorrow's Nuit Blanche. Come say, come say, motherfucker. We, uh... We stay away from White Knight in the South. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we went to Scotland, and you, you were in Scotland at the same time as me, and we didn't look each other up. But, but uh, the, <laughs> yeah, the Hogmanay thing with the torches. That we oh, came my up, God. We were like, it was fucking great. We were all walking around with torches. And it was, yeah, we can't do that here. We can't no. do it in America. It's like, we turned fire racist. That's hard work. Like, America works hard at racism. We, you're welcome. We fucking figured out we how to make fire. racism like fucking like <laughs> fundamental. Uh, yeah, well, you couldn't do it in the states because everybody would be suing each other. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, yeah because the post-racial America is now a uh, yeah a I was litigious watching in Hogmanay. It's five thousand people with torches walking through uh, Edinburgh, and I'm like, what do they do when they accidentally set each other on fire? And someone goes, put them out. Yeah, you know, and I witnessed it. I saw some people. Yeah. You know, and there's like little kids, and they're like, where? And they started to go up in flames, <laughs> and then the parent went pat them out. Let's, let's just give, like cavemen. Let's there's give like, a baby a torch. Like there's seven billion pieces of evidence that that's a fine system. Like, and like, we didn't go extinct from burning to death. Well, and they also, uh, and there's a lot of drinking too. So they're yeah. drunk. With Everyone's torches. drunk, and there's wicker everywhere, and there's like you don't know if like the superintendent's inside the wicker thing. You don't, you, you know, you figure he'll scream if he starts to burn, and you. It just uh, the, that's kind of where I was hoping it was going. I thought it was going to be Wicker Man. It, like, was, we were it gonna, very much was. That, that's it, what I was hoping Nuit Blanche would be. Is that you and I would be end up in like a tea kettle made out of sticks. <laughs> the bees, the goddamn bees. <laughs> So have you been brought to us? So will you be brought around to the boot? Uh, I was trying to think of a way to add Canadian pronunciation to a pagan ritual. You are a boot to go forth into the... Sorry. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Sorry. They but, say sorry so much. They say so, oh. sorry. I'm mispronouncing it, but, uh, you know, when you watch Degrassi, they say sorry every other word. It's like a nation of Chippendales. After you, no, after you, after you, cousin. The, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
They're the sleeping giant, though. They're just getting ready to kick our ass. Uh, that'd be fantastic. I mean, Canada is like that. That should be. We should send Canada to the moon because they would be able to operate there. They'd be like, we understand. We're orbiting something disgusting. Like we get it. We have limited resources. We can make it work. Well, okay, we wear a parka, or now it's a space helmet. I'm fine with that. Uh, we're still a colony. Fine. We'll humor you there. And then, like, 30 years later, they'd be like, psych! Moon, moon bombs! Canadian moon bombs! Uh, Do you think they're just happy to be not part of England? Is that why they're polite? It's like, Aren't they still kind of, though? Yeah, yeah. you are. That's the, that's where I get cocky. I'm where like, you get, where, don't fucking lecture part? me when we like we have political arguments and like my Canadian friends go like, yeah, but you guys, you gotta get your shit together. I'm like, fuck you, fucking England fuckers. But you fucking gross some fucking. But I, I really thought you weren't part of the. Did you guys get a chance to vote? And you said, no, we're scared. <laughs> they just, they, they, you know, that car broke down, and they're like, well, let's just live here. Who cares? I mean, at this point, you can't do it. It's like legalizing heroin. Like, what are you going to do? Why, how are you going to... What are you going to be an independent Scotland, an independent Canada? Who, I mean, how, how's it even going to work? Who fucking cares? It's all bureaucracy. Like, I didn't realize it was going to get so heavy, man. I, I was here to talk about the you police academy You've got to do that shit in the 1700s. Rebooting. Do it in the 1700s. You fucked up! You're going to cut some heads off. Look at me. Look what you could have been. Look at the pride. Look at the culture you could have USA, had. USA. 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 <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, growing up in Wisconsin is essentially you are Canadian. It's that. It's, yeah. There's no difference. Like, back when I was a kid, you could walk across the border probably, I think. I'm assuming. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, we could. And, uh, and where I grew up, not the same accent, but kind of the same, you know, where they drop the T's. And the, they just drop the N, you know, hey, Bob, you know, sorry, you're on HBO. Like, they don't pronounce the whole... Right. They, <laughs> you don't waste a lot of time opening your mouth a lot. No. Like, in Wisconsin, you talk through your nose. So in order to make sure that certain sounds are different from others, you got to make sure that... I could say that I was almost a Canadian because in my high school yearbook, you can count how many kids died from snowmobile fatalities. <laughs> you know, there, you know, Steve Weizork there, you know, he didn't even see the bob wire there, you know. <laughs> In a land where snowmobiles, <laughs> snowmobiles, and not are even like people don't, and people don't even go. Hey, you know, we should make some paths, or we should <laughs> instill some laws. It's like no, that defeats just gonna, the purpose. Why don't you just put tires on the goddamn things? We're gonna we're gonna lose a couple, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting out my notepad. I'm gonna look at my look at my Evernote notepad to see if, if there's anything we need to talk about tonight. There was a guy in the uh, LA, LAX uh, Maple Leaf Lounge. As you know, Canada is famous for its uh, luxury. Um, <laughs> no, they have a, they have a, they put a, they're a very elitist country. They think that people with more money should be treated much better than people with less money. So as you can imagine, they're, uh, their luxury lounge. That's the thing that pisses me like, When I, 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 get, I get picked up by a car at the airport and the guy was like not 
you know, he was being too practical for me. And I wanted to, like, I could recognize that all of my American blood cells are screaming out, like, why don't you fucking, don't you understand? I would give you more money. What was he being practical about? He was just like, uh, he's like, he's driving a car that's supposed to pick me up from the airport and drop me off at the hotel, but he's making it my problem. Like, like he wasn't like thinking in advance, like, hmm, who am I picking up? Who, who will be paying me? I should look into that so that I don't have to do that when I drop him off at the hotel so that he's not sitting there like a jackass, like, like, like having an experience that is essentially more difficult than taking a cab. Well, I took a cab. Yeah, I, I wanted to have taken a cab. My, my story is about how I recognize it, like, like, oh, this is the American in me, because there's nothing, there's nothing bad that's happening here. There's a guy that's denying me my right to elitism. <laughs> that's what the big thing is. Did like, you want him to have a sign and he didn't? I didn't mind the lack of a sign. <laughs> but here's the thing, and these are, these are problems that I know you everyday folks can relate to. When you go to a new city, you're supposed to call the driver. Well, and now this guy has got my phone number. Well, I don't even... say. So here's the thing. Some guy making minimum wage has now got my phone number. I don't think you heard what I said. No, no, no. It's not that. It's just that, you know, there was a time you didn't have to give your phone number to the well, pizza guy. Your just cell phone. Now. You know. it's like Seattle, I had to call. I like, where's the driver? And then the, the, they go, oh, you're supposed to call the guy. I'm like, well, that's not... So nobody told me that. I have to call the guy. That's, yeah. I call a cab. I thought the whole the, there was supposed to be a tear here, a tear. Yeah, that would make it and easier. So, and I, I, I've, so then they tell you like, oh yeah, it's a, it's one of those airports. You can't the drivers can't come near the. Thi I, I, this is not a conversation to have but, in front you of know, these people. Yeah, they're like going, I, boy, I, it must be rough. I hate it when my limo driver needs my phone number. <laughs> But just fantasize in your head if you could as a person that's like, like, like when you get off that plane that first time you see that guy and it says Harmon on the sign and you're like, I fucking did it. Well, Mr. Drummond adopted me. Well, I'm moving on up. Yeah. Well, now I'm assuming you, you travel on the first class. I can't. Yes. Okay. Yes. I can't do anything but. But, but, but here's the thing. I, I, I started traveling first class when I was a young man. I, trust me, I don't have any money now. But when, um, and, and I still do because I have uh, 5 million miles on American Airlines. Literally, you said you have 5, I have five million miles. I have a card miles. that says that. I've seen a million faces and I've rocked them all. And um, <laughs> the thing that's weird is, as a younger man, when I got in the line to get on the plane in first class, I was always stopped. They would say, this is first class. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm first class, this bitch. You know? No, I wouldn't. i go, I'm first class. And I'd mumble and be embarrassed. Right. But I don't know what happened recently where I look like I'm first class. Is just because I'm old now? Is yeah, that old it? oldness is like you can be a you can be a grody schlub, and if you're, if you're old, old enough, they're like uh, he, maybe he invented mustard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's Stan Lee. I don't know. Let I mean, him on. He smells like a fish. Uh, maybe maybe he <laughs> caught the first fish. I was, I was on a flight recently, and all these age-appropriate women were giving me the big eye. And what's the I, what's the big guy? They were like flirting. They were excited. <laughs> okay, little rascal. I'm fifth. I tell you, I didn't. Like, you got the big guy. They were giving me the big guy, and I did not like the cut of their jib. <laughs> 
And I'm like going, when did this happen? Because as a young man, I didn't have any women like flirting with me. But now I'm 52, so like 50 and 60 year old women. And I'm like, you know, uh, I'm like, I could pull so much steel wool if I wanted to. <laughs> and it's clear. I'm like, what is it? It's like, look at him, look at him with those healthy hips, you know? <laughs> look at it. I don't even think he. <laughs> Do you, can I talk to you about, what, let, put a pin in that for a second. Because there was a guy in the Maple Leaf Lounge. It's a, it's a luxury, it combines Canada's fine tradition of providing elitist luxury with America's fine tradition of 56K Wi-Fi speeds. Um, so I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm, I'm dying. And there's a guy sitting across from me, he's got a Bluetooth headset. And, and he kept, I mean, the guy was like doing a character. I thought he was like guerrilla marketing or... <laughs> He he call he kept making these phone calls and he was speaking so loud and I'm not one of these people that's like uh, you know social I don't know I don't care like I, I, whatever we live in a new world like I I know there's people who take a lot a lot, a lot of pleasure if they're in a restaurant and they go like hey excuse me could you take your phone call outside and they they're, they get all excited about it and like I, I get it I, I know but I just I like what do you get what are we gonna fix the world that's populated by fucking idiots I. I <laughs> So, so this guy was like, like, but I was like, holy shit, this guy's so loud yeah. and so crisp. Like, it sounds like David Mamet wrote him. Yeah. And he, 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 he was just calling. I knew his name. I knew his social security number. Yeah. I knew everything because he was like ordering a watch. He was, he was calling a guy because he had ordered, he was interested in buying a watch. And he wanted to call and confirm his appointment to come by and look at watches. What the fuck? I what, hope, I hope he called his limo driver. I, 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 and he kept so he kept saying stuff, and then he so he he so, and he kept talking about like the jelly bean face or the Pomona face. Something it was like 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 I don't no I don't need the jelly bean face. I want the diamonds and the numbers, but not the face. Like but if he could have a couple options for me, and I thought is, is he trying to impress? Is he, does he come into the Maple Leaf Leaf Lounge and he tries to like hook up with like Canadian like. Like divorcees or something? Like but he's is he running some kind of dirty rotten scoundrels scam? But and then and then he and then he got off the phone for a while and I'm like, oh, thank God, I just focus on my Minecraft, you know? And uh, and then five minutes later he called and I wrote it down. I wrote down what he said. He said, Hi, I have a reservation for a pickup. He had a slight accent of indeterminate origin that I'm trying to do my best impression of. I have a reservation for a pickup? Yes. Tango Papa Niner. Tango Papa Niner? I wrote it down. Tango Papa Niner? And kept, but he had to keep repeating it because I'm sure the person on the other end was like, what? Tango? Oh, T? Motherfucker, it's not... Yeah, we're done. He skipped right over Tom. <laughs> Tango. Yeah, I get it. Like, yes, the military came up with ways to make sure you only had to give bombing coordinates once because they were speaking over copper wire in 1941. You don't have to say Tango to a fucking Verizon guy. Yeah. Tango. Tango. I got, all right. Tango begins with a T. T. Got it. So T then, you fucking that weirdo. That would have really frosted my cake. Papa? Papa. I, I never heard Papa. What? what? Papa? He clearly watched a lot of Hogan's Heroes. Tango Papa Niner. Papa Bear to Mama Bear. Yeah, and Papa he, Bear to Mama so Bear. So he, he wants a Rolex and a pickup. That guy's out there somewhere. 
Probably not. But I just listen to those guys. I just now, I mean, I don't listen like I'm pretending. I just turn and go, and I, I chime in. <laughs> I do. It's the quickest way to end it. I go, yeah, yeah, get the watch. You know what I mean? I, I do. I had a guy in a bathroom stall, uh, <laughs> and yeah. I was just, a story we can all relate to. I was just banging dudes in the bathroom stall. No. And he gets on the phone in the stall next to me. He goes, hey, what are you doing? Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, he's, so. he's in the stall next to mine. And I forget that the, he, the people are on the phones nonstop. And oh, I, oh. And so he goes, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, just crapping, man. You know what I mean? Like, like, like And then he continues to talk to the other person. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Just crapping, man. <laughs> I was on, and, and then I was, on, when I was on the plane, there was a young lady walking down the aisle and she was on the phone. Now, and I'm not bagging on this uh, young lady. I, I don't think that she's a villain for doing this. I just think this is kind of fascinating that she's on the phone and she's getting on the plane and she's walking down the aisle and she goes, yeah, uh huh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm getting on the plane right now. Okay, yeah, I've become one of those people. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm literally one of those people. Like, she kept, like, she, she had the most meta, obnoxious phone call. <laughs> she, she, like, spent more time, like, addressing it. She's like, yeah, I'm literally one of those people. <laughs> I know, no, I'm on the plane and I'm talking on the phone. Uh, people are looking at me like, what? <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm, no, I'm not allowed to do that. You've taken that away from me. This cut, is worse. Cut your knees right off. It's like if ants, if somebody like 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 put you down, crotch down naked on fire ant hills in the middle of the desert, and then the ants were like, "Oh, one of those, huh? Oh, I know what you're thinking. We're gonna, yeah. Well, here we are. We're ants. Guess we're gonna eat your crotch now. I can't believe we're doing this. I guess this guy's like, whoa, fire ants on my crotch." Like, they t t to take away my agency? I was walking down a, a plane, and, um, and uh, I, uh, I made a movie called God Bless America, and this... Uh, oh, thanks. I didn't say that for that, but thank you. That's very sweet. And, um, and this kid was watching it on his computer, and I'm like, I'm going to blow his mind. <laughs> and I tap him on the shoulder. I go, hi, I'm, I'm Bobcat, Bob Goldthwait. I made that movie. And he goes, I paid for it. <laughs> That's a 100% true story. Like this kid thinks, I'm going, oh, piracy! Ah. He's, all of his understanding of celebrities based on Radio Shack commercials. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, I'm gonna, I, gotta, I gotta go. There's a kid getting on a flight in Burbank. <laughs> and he just downloaded God Bless America, that dirty little prick. That's so funny to me. And clearly he didn't. You know what I mean by how fast it came out. I yeah, paid for he, it. Yeah, he definitely did not pay no, for it. No, he didn't. Yeah. Why would you say that if you did? Mm -hmm. If you have a receipt, you'd be a dick about it. You'd be like, what's up? <laughs> Ask me. <laughs> it's a legal download. I woke up, it was on my phone with the YouTube album. I, lo I love that the... the 
the corporate, the industry got their messaging out that much more thoroughly than yeah. a filmmaker did. Yeah. Like when, you, you didn't, you probably when, don't care that much if someone steals your work. No, not at all. Like someone, I, I, I shouldn't say that for the distributors, but. Right. No, uh, you can't say that. They won't distribute your work. But, 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 but the kid had been, like, <laughs> the suits had gotten to him. He had watched the Emmys. A guy came out and said, Hello, are you enjoying the Emmys? You know what's not enjoyable? Emmy theft. <laughs> Hi, like these Grammys? Uh, Beyonce's gonna starve to death. Stop stealing music. Oh, hello. Happy Oscars, everybody. Pirates are afoot. <laughs> There's so much fucking awareness of, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? You guys made your <laughs> empire out of the fact that it's easy for me to watch your dumb free shit. Now that it's fucking freer and dumber, I'm like a, now but I'm a also, thief. But it's also, it's uh, also, first of all, thank you for calling my stuff free and dumb. But um, no, but some of us as free and some dumb as Captain Phillips. Maybe you've seen it. It's an important film. Also free. Also but also, dumb. what am I gonna do? You know what I mean? It's me. It's not like they're watching a Clint Eastwood film and they got busted. Well, he's kind of old. He wouldn't really do much either. But. Um, what? Clint Eastwood's very old. I, I, I. He's quite old, and he would have no problem with us saying that. Yeah. And even if he did, what in the hell? What a weird stance to take. These guys love Clint Eastwood. Yeah. yeah. I guess they're thinking about, well, they're Canadian. They're thinking about other people. Yeah. Well, you know, never, don't wake the sleeping giant. Um, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> the, the, it's, the, that'll be the Sarajevo of World War III is... Remarks about Clint Eastwood were tipped off a new... <laughs> Canada has been developing a, 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 wall. a nuclear super weapon that they never told anyone about. The Canadian wall preventing Americans, I mean, United States citizens. All right, so I just wanted to, I wanted to check in with you about, and I haven't talked to you about this backstage because, I don't know, I didn't want to... Well, <laughs> do you want to talk about your love life at all? Oh, uh, uh, is that off limits? Um, no, I have a, I have a girlfriend. Yes. Well, no, well, because also you, well, that's the you also weren't you married and? Oh yeah, yeah, I was married. Now not it's so good much. It's in that order, right? <laughs> I didn't. Um, I haven't talked to you about that at all. You were married the last time I saw you. Yeah. Now you have a girlfriend. Now I have a girlfriend, and it's not your ex-wife. No. Right. But I, yeah, well, my wife and I split up about a year ago at uh, this time, yeah. Yeah, you and I don't... The don't... guy in the bathroom? What's that? Oh, the guy, yeah, that's a good bit, I guess, to yell at. <laughs> I know at Harmon yeah. people, people participate in the show, but not in the sense of that they're trying to write comedy. <laughs> hey, you I can don't... connect that down to the giraffe thing. It'd be a good callback. I think... Ah, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just over here. My name's Stephen Levy. Stephen Levy, that's the name of my assistant. Uh, <laughs> I just named a real I, guy. I think... My name's Stephen Levy. I live in Kauai. Well, well, Stephen Wysorek actually lived across the street from me earlier that I killed in a snowmobile accident. But, um... Still alive. So, um... No, he was actually... He wasn't going for a comedy laugh. He actually could feel my awkwardness. <laughs> And tried to <laughs> cut the tension. Wait, wait when you no, know, he was going for comedy when he connected your relationship to the guy in the, in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, like no, that would don't don't exonerate him. I just didn't think we judged here at Harmontown. No, wait, we don't, we don't. You're right. We oh, don't. oh, cram it, all of you. You know, 
Okay, now, all right. Now it's, because, it's like the know, third act of Reservoir Dogs in here. <laughs> who's, who's judging who? Yeah. All right, let's all reset. Well, I have a problem. Well, never mind. But what? What? Well, if you have a problem, you should be safe to say it here. Yeah, I, I would say I have a problem. Um, you know, the, the, in your movie and, and in your life, it's this nerd love, you right. know? And, um, wow, pen could drop right now. But, but I have a problem with a lot of nerd culture because I find them just as intolerant as other cultures. And, and um, you know. <laughs> Whoever yelled out, shut up, uh, that's, see, that's a good bet. <laughs> shut up! <laughs> Go blow a guy in the bathroom! Well, I have always, well, I, my observation about nerd culture has is, uh, is, is always been that, or maybe I shouldn't say it about nerd culture, I think about n the individual nerd, is that being a nerd, I think, you know, there's a cycle of abuse. So you go like, oh, I'm proud to be a nerd. I, have, I love being a nerd. Like, there's a fraternity with other people who you think are abused along with you. But there's also, like, this weird, like, reflexive, like, if you really gave the average nerd an Iron Man suit, like, I don't know if he'd use it to like totally Crush protect people. everybody. I think he I think he'd do some fucked up shit. He would be he'd be selective. Yeah. Um, well, I also think it's like um yeah, I mean it's just like what happens in and uh, pardon my oldy time speak, but it, you know, I just witness a lot of nerds acting just like jocks, you know what I mean? Like they're intolerant and stuff. And but the other thing is is like it's like a problem I always had with the uh Revenge of the Nerds movies. Um the nerds at the end are jocks. They don't. They, they don't. Have the cheerleaders. As yeah, they start, yeah, they start. Yeah, they start. They had semi-consensual sex with them. Yeah, and it's clearly designed by studio executives who just assume every nerd would love to be them instead of like, why can't you just be yourself? Man? Sure, and of course, people who can't cast uh, uh, Anthony, what, what's his name, uh, Edwards, Anthony Edwards, and, and a Carradine as nerds, you know, put prosthetic teeth in their mouths and like, these are handsome guys. Well, they're in Hollywood; they couldn't find a guy with bad teeth. Uh, but uh, the yeah, no, I totally yeah. I, I just have a problem with people not being. Uh, tolerant of others so uh, you know sometimes like uh, you know I, I just find this uh, this kind of nasty nerd culture you know I'll go you one better what and confuse things all the more I'm backlashing on the recent nerd genuine nerd backlash culture <laughs> I don't I I, I I don't like this whole, I'm a real nerd, uh, uh, everyone's calling themselves a nerd now, so, and I, I'm a real nerd because I have eczema. I'm a... <laughs> I don't, I, I think that's horse shit. I think, I... <laughs> I'd like to show you my eczema. Maybe that's what the old lady saw have, on the I plane. Like flaky... Do you think that, is this eczema? Will you look... <laughs> Let me see. A bird busting show in Toronto this weekend. Show me your eczema. I don't know what it is. I think it might just be not showering for a month. Like I'm just sort of peeling apart. No, it's probably eczema. But yeah, I I don't know. I just like I feel like oh, this is separatism or something. It's it's like well, you're talking about my ex-wife. She would say I'm not a nerd because I go to Comic Con. I'm a nerd because I complain about Comic Con. I mean, it, I think if you if you are if you are if you if you are worried that what's in your brain it, it, should it come out of your mouth wouldn't get you elected president, you're a nerd. 
And I think if that if if we end up finding out that 249 million of us are nerds, then we get to walk up to the White House and go, "You're out." <laughs> like like I think that I feel like uh sort of like I don't know. I feel like this nerd revolution where everyone's like, I'm a nerd too. That's the nice thing about the third act of Revenge of the Nerds is that they go, you know what? Come, come on down here if you think you're a nerd and being a nerd becomes pop be <laughs> becomes popular. And it, yes, there's irony to that. And then you thought you based your career on that? You yeah, said, so, yeah. I'm going to be like, the... I'm going to get so laid. I'm going to be... I'm going to be the Holden Caulfield of nerds. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just, I just don't like, I, there's a new thing now where it's like, 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 there's people who go like, I'm a real nerd. I don't just look cute in glasses. Like that, that hipster word, the word hipster yeah. now. It's like, we're, we're just working towards a world where hipsters come forward and go, yes, I am a hipster. But, but. I'm tired of being picked on by nerds. I, but when I heard the. I like cool music, all right? Fine. When, when I hear people making fun of uh, using hipster as a derogatory term, you know, I'm like, so I don't find that threatening, you know? You know what I mean? Like, uh, a hipster to me, so, so, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, like you said, you know, hey, I could probably talk to this guy about music, you know? Right. Uh, they don't, I'm not going to fit in their skinny pants or anything, but, you know. <laughs> but anytime anybody says anything, it's like nerd used to really mean it was like, fuck that guy, he's a nerd. He's not, he, no, fuck that guy. He can't come to our party. He's a nerd. Right. Like, like, and there's a ton of people in this room that truly do not remember that that actually was the case because I was honestly like very, I was totally very young when that changed because of movies like Revenge of the Nerds. It was like, oh, there's this word nerd. Like, okay, now it's funny and interesting. It's like, you can watch movies the, that predate the, the Revenge N-word. of the Nerds. There's uh, the N word, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, 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 there's movies. I can say nerd, I am one. If you watch, watch, find a movie called Joysticks, which is like this, uh, video game exploitation movie. It predates Revenge of the Nerds, and it, it sort of typifies, like, there's other movies, like, like, uh, where, uh, they're in the 80s, but it's before Revenge of the Nerds, and it's like, there is a character with glasses and a pocket protector in the movie, and they do pick on him, but the big difference is the guys picking on him are the heroes. Like, they, and they do just like pick wow. on him, and like, they go like, "Oh, here comes Stanley. Hey, Stanley!" And he's like, hey, "Guys, I just thought the calculations suggest a, a different course of action." And they go, "Yeah, Stanley, uh, why don't you go in the other room? There's a real hot girl in there. She wants it, Stanley. She really wants it. Oh, come on, guys! Nobody wants it from St- 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 Stanley. No, she wants it, Stan. Get in there, but you got." to wear this blindfold, see? Or you won't get all of it. You want to get it all, Stanley. And that's the third act of the movie. It's I, the resolution. Like, they overcome Stanley. Like, well, they teach him what a virgin he needs to be by making him fuck a walrus. And, and they, like, high-five each other and the credits roll. It's like, it's in the way that you fuck with Stanley! Uh, fuck um, that guy! Uh, That's not the plot of Tusk, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Revenge of the Nerds came out, and it was like, okay, now this word nerd, it's sort of that. That was the culture that 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 I was sort of born into. Is a the 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 bottom line is then this word hipster. I've seen the same thing. It's like you go stand up comics. They go like, 
oh, these fucking hipsters. <laughs> like, they, they don't, like, what the fuck does it even mean? What's it mean? They mean 25-year-old, kind of. They just, yeah. they often mean, I've, I've heard my audience referred to as hipsters and nerds <laughs> in the same, like, room, like, in two different conversations. Like, a bunch of fucking hipsters showed up. Like, that guy with the leg brace? Well... <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's hip now, since it's hip to be a nerd. So I guess he's a fucking hipster. Let's beat him up. I used to truly believe that there was... Uh, I, I really recently just changed. I used to think that there really wasn't good and bad in people, that I really felt that there was... Um, we're all flawed, and sometimes we hurt other people, and sometimes we act selfishly, and then other times we rise above it and we don't. But I truly now believe that that's not true. I really believe there's just good and bad people. Shitty people. And um, who lack the ability to empathize, you know? So that's who I really don't have any patience for. I was saying, in some conversation today, I was saying, talking about... By the way, I'm not on grass. <laughs> I know you, this. Keep, you keep doing callbacks to this, like, oh, the idea that you're doing Little Rascals, right? <laughs> the way I speak? Yeah, 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 yeah. that's like, the joke. You're, like, eight callbacks deep into that, but I think you're, I'm the only one that's, like, noticing those callbacks. Like, that makes me feel like I hurt your feelings it's when the I The sarsaparilla's got me nuts. <laughs> I just thought, you said that there were women making big eyes at you. That's it. I don't I wasn't, I, I, I feel like, because you... Those uh, were some attractive dames. <laughs> I did, I behaved correctly because I didn't want to end up in the Huskow, <laughs> the Crowbar Motel. Uh, yeah, I'm a Damon Runyon. Character. Were they the bees? The bees' knees? Um, wait, we're just, we're, <laughs> they were the bees. Just having a, having a conversation. Were, were, were you? Were, were, was, was it? Was it? Oh, was cheese you? and crackers. Spit it out. <laughs> talking about like like oh there's two teams but then it was like you know it's like god damn it i fucking i swear to god i was really eloquent about this today that's all right oh it was probably with some inter one of those two interviewers that i talked to i talked to a guy from dork shelf <laughs> and the other guy what was the other publication publication what was the other fiber optic uh, hologram toronto.org something i don't know I said some fucking profound shit. You can read about it in either Dork Shelf or Toronto.ew.cwt.ca.org. <sighs> Very disappointed in your internet, by the way. Uh, none of it on your plane, and uh, shitty version on the in the uh, Hyatt. Couldn't play. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. As long as I get an apology, I've been hearing a lot of shit about American Wi-Fi. I haven't seen. I didn't like come you, here and go. Fuck! What a fucking Logan's Run idyllic paradise. <laughs> like I checked into the Hyatt and they uh, they said, oh, it's complimentary Wi-Fi. And I I was I wanted to ask. It's complimentary. Does that mean it's slow? And I was like, don't be so American. But like, they ask like like it's, they have socialized medicine here. If you cut your arm off, you're just as entitled to another arm <laughs> as as Bruce Jenner. But they did. <laughs> That's the first, like, richest guy I could think of. Bruce Jenner? <laughs> Who needs an arm really bad. He's not even a gentleman anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not being... Yeah. Well, uh, I'm trying to be inclusive. I'm, I'm very popular with the transgender community. I am. I did a very pro-transgender uh, video that... that I was happy. What do you what, okay, ex, explain that? Well, 
Bruce Jenner is becoming a, a woman. What? I read it on the teletype. I don't know. Wait, I don't know. <laughs> Your mind is blown. Bruce, yeah, Bruce the dude from the Wheaties box is now becoming a woman. And it's so sad, like, at this point in his life, you know what I mean? To waste you, your whole you, life not you, being yourself. You, oh, okay, yes. I th the, the road comic uh, version of that was going to be, what's the difference? Because uh, like, uh, it was like, you know, sex, sex, sex equating to sexuality, you know. When you're, when you get to a certain... I'm lost. What would Jeff do right now? <laughs> no, nothing. I was just, I was just, I was just confessing my own when oh. you start, when you went down that road. I was like, oh shit, brace yourself for... No, no, I don't like, like, Because you said like, oh, it's such a tragic thing because, and my, I filled in the rest of it. What was, was your like, zinger? Well, it, no, it's just like when you're that old, who cares, who cares if you're a man or a woman? You're fucking old. That, 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 that it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it, it doesn't help to explain it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I guess, yeah, I guess you get that old and you just want to fuck yourself. Maybe that's why he went for it. I don't know. I mean, there's an asexuality to age that, that I'm very thankful for. I'm 41 and I've finally been released of a certain nine times a day uh, really? kind of thing. I do. Uh, th that's what I put a pin in earlier because we were talking about sex and I... Well, I had a... This is a joke from my nightclub act, but it is a, a true story, so I think that if I say that, it's true, but it's about what you're talking about, and um, I was in Miami, and this young woman said, if, <laughs> she said, if you came home with me, uh, she was flirting, she said, if you came home with me, I'd fuck you all night. I'm actually getting quiet telling the story, that's funny. <laughs> uh, also, that's not flirting, that gives you an idea how shitty my self-esteem is. What is she trying to say? What is the subtext here? <laughs> 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 And the idea was like, I was supposed to like, like yeah, but I'm 52, you know, right. I'll fuck you all night. It's like, ooh, ooh, yeah. ooh. that sounds horrible, young lady. <laughs> how about like, yeah, how just about, something for three minutes and then we'll yeah. watch Children and, of Men? You fuck once. Maybe Let, I heard cuddle. that's on demand. <laughs> fuck me once, cuddle, and then make me a low-sodium breakfast. Then it would be on. <laughs> yeah. uh, I see, uh, Morning star sausages and omelets <laughs> made of egg beaters. Um, so... I, 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 it went off like a light for me. Really? Did you, did you feel a dip? I, I watched the football, I don't really watch them, but. Do you feel, I mean, you just don't have a sex drive anymore? Just not as much as I did. Like, I, and I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful. My next step is I need to channel the much more natural amount of sex drive I have. Now, I, I need to, I need My to. My like, mic just drooped. Did you see it? <laughs> <laughs> it really did. I guess it's contagious, Dan. I mean, I was a slave to this shit. It was ridiculous. Right. Yeah. It got in the way of a well, lot of work. Well, that weird thing of like, of like getting a hard on just driving in traffic. Yeah. I'm glad uh, that's gone. That's, I'm so glad that's gone. I'll actually, I'll actually see, I'll be on the sidewalk and I'll look at something that you, that, and recognize it as something that used to make me have to go back to the and, hotel and, and deal masturbate. with it. Wow. So. And I'll go like, ah, oh, I don't smoke anymore. Like, 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 like I, huh, uh, I'm free. And, you, and so I see those Viagra commercials. I'm like, why would you want to go back there? <laughs> what are you, why don't you just play Minecraft? What are you, what are you do? what are you producing when you, when that's happening? Why are you, why are you so excited about wanting to come so bad? Me? No, 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 not you. <laughs> I just, I just like, I look at those ads with the guy and goes like, hey, huh, 
So my dick's not so hard anymore all the time. Uh, how about you? Don't answer. I've only got 30 seconds to tell you about a new pill. It's going to make your dick constantly hard, just like when you're at 22. Oh, yeah, feel your dick get hard with Dick Hardia. Mmm. Ask your, ask your pharmacist about Dick Hardia. Yeah, it's going to make your dick nice and hard. You're not going to be able to control your fucking dick again. It's going to be like in the old days when you had no fucking control over your life. When you got nothing done, you just wanted to rub up against every fucking door jam. When, when, when all women were objects, no matter how smart they were, and they, were like, like, they, was just, they were reduced to an outfit and a smell. Like, like fuck, like, like, bring yourself back to that. Don't, don't, don't take the fucking kind embrace of time and its invitation across a threshold into possibly being a human being. Re- reduce yourself once again. Take Van Wilder pills. <laughs> Be a douchebag. Like, like uh, walk yeah. around with a fucking diamond in your pants. Yeah. You're an, 70. An insatiable, unslakable diamond. You're 70. It's time to crap out that third family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck up your second marriage with new dick pill. Why not? Don't worry about the cost of education. You'll be dead. <laughs> We could have put this money into, yeah, making people read more. But your dick will be hard. You die with a hard dick, you old ugly fuck. Now you can can use your money and your estate to leverage Starbucks baristas. But... But what would you do if your, your drive dipped even more? Would you be... Well, what do you mean even more? I'd get, I'd get more done. I'd, there's no limit to it. I managed to be able to get things done <laughs> and rub one out. I still rub one out. My new goal is turning the rubbing out into... I'd like to you know, throw one to Aaron. But... That's my new... That's, that is my honest... Like, I'm, Me I'm too. Like, okay, I, I now... <laughs> I, instead of like six, you know, it's like, 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 like instead of six times a day having a part of my life that's like not shared with but why other don't people. You have like a, why don't you have a page count? You know, you say after five pages you <laughs> get to jerk off. What do you mean? Wait, wait, wait. When you're writing, isn't that what oh, you're trying oh. to get done? Well, yeah, no, yes, yes. No, that's not a problem anymore. I can write for hours now. Now the problem is that writing is boring. <laughs> it seems to lack a certain... And what do you think's missing from it? Uh, I don't know. It's as if the characters want something that they'll never have again. I, uh, uh, or as, <laughs> as if there's no point to writing anything at all. <laughs> we, we've, we've got to climb this pointy monument. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's a bunch of people standing around just with no purpose in their lives. Okay. Because it's just like, their, their, their god has no like, more reason to animate them. because so It's, it's he already, like King of the Hill. Just yeah. everyone's standing there talking about when they had boners yeah. as a young man yeah do you um i i'm i'm happy that my sex drive has diminished some but i don't want it to diminish more no i would not want mine to diminish anymore no this is now it's got i knew we were going to talk about it's this like tonight. it's like the it's like the oil in the menorah lamp like like now it's like <laughs> Yes, now it's magic stuff. It's, now, now, it's now, a miracle. My boner's in the window. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, in those rare moments, yeah. Now, if I, if I, if I pleasure myself, I'm actually there's a lot of sadness to it. 
like extra like, sadness. Like, is it guilt or because you yes. can go to sleep and not get anything done? Well, no, because I'm like, God oh, damn it. That's just, oh, one of these every three days now. Like, I could have given this to Aaron. That's the new sadness. I am so glad you guys are in therapy. <laughs> that sounds really sad. Well, that's all on me. You it's go, not... oh, I wasted a boner. I could have had sex with my fiance. Yeah. To... Well, because now I know, like, because I'm, I'm a workaholic and a, right. you know, I used to be like, like. I have a question about your workaholism and, and um, <sighs> no, because, because. No, I don't get a lot done. Don't, don't no. ask me that. Don't make me kill myself. No, no. I, I was really trying to figure out the difference between you and I. Uh, because we're both driven. I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing. We both, you know, after World's Greatest Dad, I wrote 11 screenplays, you know. So I, I, I do work, you know. But, um, I, 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 you know, your, your form of mental illness <laughs> is so much more lucrative than mine. <laughs> I was really bracing myself for something No, no, because I think it's amazing. I don't understand how you can even, you know, people, you know, the movie, and you, you view you as self-destructive and stuff, but, but you still can get hired by these people. I mean, I don't try to because well, that's I know, on them. That's their fault. Right. I, I do everything I can to be unhirable. I, I, I got I, notes once on one of my movies, and we had a German shepherd in the editing bay, and I took the notes, put peanut butter on it, gave it to the dog, took a picture of it, and sent it to the guy who gave me the notes. <laughs> that's the only notes I ever got on any of my movies. But then again, most people don't even know I make movies. You know? Right. Well, here's the crazy thing. This is the thing that I don't understand. This is the thing that makes me iconoclastic is that you can do that, you can react that way, or you can do what I do, which, believe it or not, and no one fucking believes it, is, and it's in the goddamn movie, is I sit there and I go, okay, all right, got it, got it, got it. I write it all down. I address every fucking note. I give it back to him. It doesn't matter. German Shepherd photo, uh, <laughs> diligence. If you're going to end up with a reputation as being difficult to work with, it's just, I don't know, it's based on something else. Your cheekbones, your body weight, your fucking tone of your voice, your blog where you say you're difficult to work with, I don't know. But don't you, but don't you um, when you get notes, aren't you frustrated by that process? I'm not, because I don't think that TV is art. I think that TV is commerce. Yeah, I but think, you're, you're clearly passionate about it. I'm very passionate. I want to make the best TV show I possibly can, but I, but I also like... But when these knuckleheads give you notes that are making it... I look at that as like the way that you would look at a paintbrush if it was like, if the paintbrush in your hand argued with you. Like, like, like if you want to be something other than a painter, like in this metaphor, like painting is just TV, so there's no okay. way to paint without... Like, 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 and so it's just part of the medium. You know, it's a, like you, working through knuckleheads. Like, like if you're a photographer, you need a camera. You can't just show up at a gallery and say, I saw this homeless lady. <laughs> and I pictured it in black well, and white. Well, that is what's going on tonight all around Toronto. <laughs> it probably is. There's probably something happening. And I, and I support it. I absolutely support it. But it, so 7 a.m., like, oh, like, tell me about it. She was missing a shoe again. But when that you call it photography, you involve a, a device, and you involve light, and f used to be film development, and now it's just whatever, ones and zeros. But in any case, there's, there's, always a, there's always a limitation that defines the medium. In television, it's commerce. Right. Is the limitation that defines the medium. You are selling Snickers bars. That is the beauty of it. I grew up Some of that. us actually have been on Snickers commercials. <laughs> <laughs>
the people don't say the F word. They don't rip their tops open and say, look at my giant tits. We'll be right back. Like, like, like that would be cheating. Um, personally, I think a lot of That's techniques... That's not in any of my movies. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you. But I don't know if it's my own fear of being judged on a bigger level, or, or it's not that. It's just I don't have that much interest to, to play the game. And, and, you know, but I, you don't have to anymore. The thing about you is that you are a tiny bit older than me, tiny bit, to the point where you are one of the huge reasons why I moved from Milwaukee to L.A., because I saw you at the Comedy Cafe, and you were post-Police Academy screeching guy, and you came up and did a set where you were more than willing to do funny jokes that were in your stand-up set. And then sometimes people would yell stuff out and go like, do the voice. And you'd be like, look, uh, hey, what's your name? And you were engaging with them. And then you were, you were just saying insightful things. You, were, you bridged the gap between being a professional entertainer and actually being a present human being on stage. And Rob Schraub and I were standing in the back of the room with zits on our faces and lollipops in our hands. <laughs> and we were like, holy shit, the fucking guy from Police Academy is the bomb. And we talked to you afterwards. We used to say things were the bomb back then. <laughs> I, had I, wasn't a, I also had a, had a yin-yang on my acid-washed denim jacket and a, and a rat tail because I, I patterned myself after Egon from the real Ghostbusters cartoon. Uh, and, we, and we came up to you afterwards and we're like, holy shit, that was really inspirational. And you said, yeah, what are you guys going to do? And we were like, we're going to move to L.A. And you said, don't move to L.A. Don't, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. And then we were like, well, it's, what's he, that's what he's supposed to say. Well, let's be like him. Let's, let's do what he doesn't think we should do. We moved to L.A. Anyways, so I'm telling you, like, time has changed. Everything has changed. You need to have a fucking podcast because you make a fucking oove of movies. And the one thing that they all have in common is your point of view. You should be a cult of personality. You should be, ha be having movies made about you. You should be... Uh, I'm committing crimes uh, but that you could be getting away with like, very easily. That's really sweet. I didn't let any of it in. <laughs> um... But I, I'm also a little uh, nervous about giving away so much of myself. Don't you, don't you feel that that's, that's weird? Like, don't you ever feel like what you make is what you, you know... If, I think if you, you do watch the movies I make, you get a better idea how I see the world than, than if you hung out with me, maybe. I don't know. I'm very nervous about giving away my, my personal life. Well, that's a huge... I think that is a huge, like, key. I, I, I am not... Like, I think that's what defines me, is, like, I'm totally, like... Once you get to the bottom of the barrel, all you scrape is, like... There's nothing there. It's like, oh, this barrel thanks you for being a part of scraping it. <laughs> like, I, I'm not, I, I think you are a more genuine person than me. I think you actually do have opinions <laughs> that you wouldn't back off of if a mob of people screamed enough at you. Like, I think you do, I look up to you for that reason. I think you have a voice and a, and a point of view. I think that you're, but that's the stuff that you, you don't give it away by sharing it. You just open a lid on top of it and the wind wafts in. And nowadays, people come in and if they want it, they get it. You can charge them a dollar for it. Uh, and, and if they don't like it, you can tell them to go fuck themselves. It's amazing. It's like it's not like when we were younger. <laughs> it's a whole crazy world. It's a, you could, you could, it's a, like no money down. You could create a whole cult of personality. People could be crucifying you in five years. I think, but I think maybe that's what scares me. I mean, I think I, I think uh, I don't know. My ex-wife said, uh, and, and by the way, I, I, it's, I do love her dearly. She, it's not like we had a big, horrible fallout. She once said to me, she goes, 
you're a misanthrope. And I said, you're only saying that because you're a person. <laughs> but I don't see myself as a misanthrope. I, I just feel really awkward. And, not, you know, I, I really related uh, with uh, Spencer when, when, you know, he was awkward by the whole thing. Thank, good segue. Let's bring up Spencer Crittenden! Now, I've had some loud applauses before, but Jesus Christ. That wasn't an invitation for more. Thank you. Jesus Christ. That was all pent up from the movie, I assume. What's up, you guys? Can I get something off my chest? Yeah. I'm a nerd. Yeah. And I'm fucking sick of all these jocks acting like nerds. <laughs> no, but okay. Uh, I don't actually take a lot of shit from being a nerd. So I, I've said that before, but I didn't mean it. But here's the thing about social groups. From nerds to jocks to everything. It's all about excluding other people. Like, if you're a group, you're only a group because you're not that group. You're this group. So you have to single people out and ridicule them. Otherwise, you're just a huge, you know, non-group. Right. And so in high school, when, when I was a genuine bona fide uh, nerd... And, and punished for it. I, I would, and choosing it, I would, I, would, I, would, I would report dutifully to a living room full of other nerds and play Dungeons and & Dragons, and we would talk shit about fucking jocks because the they weren't thing. allowed. And if one of them had showed up, we would have treated them like shit. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, you know... It's it, just, I don't think it's a good part of nerd culture, but I think that's more humanity than anything else. It's just, we gotta, we gotta get cred, we gotta kick other people out so we can be in. There's but a, when I was in high school, I was actually friends with all the other groups. Because, me too. But I didn't consider them... Look, I hated myself way more than anybody else is gonna, so... Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't care what they thought of me. Yeah, I, I kind of was more like that, too. And because of that, everyone liked me. And I was like, well, this works. But then... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I only care. I was the biggest Jim Carrey fucking whore. <laughs> like, I only cared if people liked me. And I would, go, I would do anything for a fucking social and the, dollar. And they didn't like you, right? No, they did. That, oh. I, it, it worked. It worked. I, I cl- yeah. That's the thing. It's like, there's no put wrong it. answers, necessarily. It was like, I was a... There's wrong answers. I was a nerd... For how much I wanted people to like me, yeah. and I was like, like you know, just clawing my way up. Um, well, I was doing stand-up when I was like 16, so it was weird. I didn't care about all the stuff everybody else cared about. It was like they were worried about prom, and I was trying to get a tight 20 together. <laughs> Seriously, I was just a weirdo that way. But um, um, I also feel really embarrassed to admit this publicly. I don't, this may be an exclusive. Um, I was homecoming king. <laughs> I was senior class vice president. Where, I thought it was just like as a joke, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, you know, I mean, it probably was half like, I mean, it was yeah, like, let's if go, you, go, go but it's like a lot of the nerds I talked to that were like performance oriented by their senior year. They had worked their way up to like, I am the clown prince of nerdness. And it was like, you blurred the line between nerd. I, I was like, 
people really, like, you, you, we used the word popularity when I was a kid. I, I don't even know if that means anything anymore now that everyone's connected to their phones and shit. But yeah, popu- it still means Popularity stuff. was, like, a thing. Like, when, it knowing, still is. When, knowing who you were when, was when, like, when Tom Kenny and I, Tom Kenny, you guys know him as SpongeBob and all those other stuff. And Ice King. He's on the Adventure Ice King Time. on Adventure Time. But... That's the crowd, yeah. Yeah, that's the only time I ever asked him if I could be on one of the shows he works on, actually, because I love that show it's so great. much. And um, I've known him since I was six years old. We've been friends our whole lives. And um, in second grade, they were picking up team. They were picking teams for dodgeball, and there was three people left. It was he, I, and this girl who had two hooks for arms. <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> and we were recently talking about it. And he said, that was the day I knew I'd never be good at sports. <laughs> and the way my ego worked, I actually thought, oh, they didn't pick us because they knew we can handle it. <laughs> so I've always had this huge amount of self-esteem and self-loathing all at the same time. You're able to just say, like, yeah, in a moment, like, you can emergency bilge, like, yeah. Yeah, I just thought, yeah. I but, just shut... By the way, she got picked before us. Yeah. <laughs> That's the tag. I hope yeah. she was great, too, yeah. Well, she's I, a ringer in the dodgeball game. She had two hooks. <laughs> yeah, she just pops them and they <laughs> stick to her. Yeah. Those are the days when I discovered... You didn't ability. hit me. I caught it. It counts. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's fine. You're out now. Sorry, Dan, what were you saying? I, I just, I, I actually, I mean, I, my way of coping with it wasn't to, like, think, like, create that <laughs> mythology in my head. I would just, I just found out Oh, there's a there's a wire that all this pain comes through. Uh, I thought you were going to get up and kick my ass. <laughs> Here's some pain coming through. <laughs> uh, you cut a, out my best parts in the movie. The movie only had my best parts. Like there are li- there's literally not another scene of me being funny in any of those 600 hours of footage. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, cha-ching. Yeah. Uh, no, you're telling me. You heard that applause. I've, I. That's not. Thank you. That's very kind. I. Fo- anyways, I don't know why I have to follow this thought. I. Fo- I followed the cord with the paint on it, and I found that it, it plugs into part of your uh, heart, and you you can pull it. Pull the paint the- cord. Yeah, and you don't feel anything anymore. And uh, and you don't you can actually be really mean to people like like and you don't like you, there's no empathy anymore so you could like squeeze someone's head. <laughs> you remember the end of the Game of Thrones when uh, the Game of Thrones what am I seventy? That was the end of it when uh, when the guy uh, and he puts the thumbs through the eyeballs. <laughs> so it's like man, you know the only thing that keeps isn't it funny to realize that the only thing uh, hum, hum, human beings have these eyeballs. Like if you're in a fight, like you kind of. Like, if you're, like, a feral human, like, I guess you'd probably scratch for him. Like, I'm going to scratch your eyes out. Yeah. But, like, truly, like, like if you get in a fight, like, the only thing that keeps you from actually actively, like, just doing everything you can to this, like, these little soft grapes in, that, that, that right. represent 90% of the person's ability to Cameras function. Cameras made of jelly. Uh, the... <laughs> But That's what they are. The only thing that keeps you from from really getting in there is actual like empathy. Like 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 that's why when in a movie somebody goes like it like represents that person not giving a fuck. And you go like what the fuck is he what is he do Oh my god. 
But you're like, well, yeah. if you wanted to win a fight, I guess that's, I guess that's how you do that, it. That's what chimps do. <laughs> yeah, they go for the fucking face and the genitals and the hands. A so buddy, they, a buddy everything mine, that makes you a chimp. A buddy of mine was in, uh, uh, in Georgia, <laughs> and they had a thing when he was growing up at the the fair, and it was, uh, it was uh, monkey boxing or chimp boxing. And and so this guy's like, I'm gonna go in there. It was five thousand dollars the last <laughs> two minutes in the cage. He's like, I go in there, I get my mama, get my mama a trailer. Like he oh, had all the money. On. My friend Wait, George. How much he worked at the Cartoon Network. What was the prize? Sorry. Five I mean, grand if you could last two minutes with you could his, buy a trailer. Okay. So so he goes in. I'm gonna get my mama it's not a even trailer. A, it's not even a chimp. It's an orangutan. Oh no! Oh no! And They're worse. They got longer reaches. Yeah. Well, they also have like the painting was very misleading. Like he had them like proper like you know <laughs> yeah, old up boxing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the, he's got an Irish handlebar yeah, mustache. The Notre Dame. Like, like, oh, uh, I heard you wanted to have a bit yeah. of a roundabout with me. <laughs> Queensberry rules. Will it be then? Uh, like One banana for the winner. So, so, and there's no ring. There's a ring on the poster, and they get in there, and it's just a cage. And they've they've put a ring through the ropes. So, I mean, through the bars of the cage. And he says this orangutan's got boxing gloves on. And he's just sitting there, and he's like, and guy goes, you know, I'll just uh, rope dope him. You know, he's got the arm length. So if I just if I get in tight, you know, he's got his whole strategy. I'll just get in tight. Not rope doping. Yeah. So he's got to get in there. Tight. Already doesn't know what robot doping is. I don't know. So he's doomed. So he gets in there. They go, ding. So you didn't even see the chimp. It just, uh, the orangutan <laughs> just shot across the cage, wrapped his legs around the guy, bit him in the face, and pissed all over him. <laughs> he's like, ah, ah, ah. Are you fucking kidding me? You were there? No, no, no. My friend oh. George tells the story. Oh, but but I do believe it's a true story. <laughs> Well, when you box, don't you wear, usually wear a mouth guard? <laughs> like, that should cut That's that why out. you're calling bullshit on this story? Yeah, that's, I don't buy like, it. Yes, the orangutan was not playing yes, by the sanctions league rules. They could definitely get those gloves on, but I, I wouldn't trust anyone to go near a orangutan mouth. Well, uh, anyways, what I'm saying is, the reason we don't do that to each other when we get is to because fight, that's the... We love each other. At the end of the day? At the end of the day, <laughs> I when we look at each other, we see each other. I, and chimpanzees and orangutans, when they look at each other, they see, they see a genetic rival. Yeah. And they're like, if I take that guy out, like, the thing that keeps them in line is fear. Like, they, 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 they exist in these communities. And we, we're no strangers to this. We are 99% their cousins. Like, we, but, but the thing that makes us different and the thing that ironically made us be the people with the nuclear weapons and the tires and the fire and the lasers and the GPS is compassion. It's like, like we, and I'm not saying it makes us good people, but it's like a, an evolutionary step that we took. That's my, that's my two cents you don't as think a non-anthropologist. But you don't think that's all fear-based? You think that's well, compassion-based? I think it's like we, we became a, a kind of weird combination of primate and pack animal. Like we chose, or when I say chose, I mean in quotes, because like evolution preferred an instinct for altruism, what we call like like ah oh, cool <laughs> like that was nice of him. He didn't have to do that. 
the, the, like we exude that. Like we 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 notice when it's not happening. We notice that it's not happening all the time. But the fact is, we have it in spades over giraffes and chimpanzees. Like we do not. Like we are ridiculous about it. We will take bullets for each other without thinking about it. Yeah. We don't always do it. We, you can't predict it. But we will. We do have more of a propensity. Yeah, that, for sacrifice in, in in the face of another human being suffering, like we will go. That's not fair. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! What's going on over here? Hey, just stop picking on that guy. It, 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 even if it doesn't profit us, even if it, even if it puts us at risk, like we'll we'll kind of we'll, before we even know what we're doing, we kind of go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, what are what are you doing? I, we, we uh, that's my theory I anyway. None right. of this is based on science. It's based on the three documentaries I've seen well, like, and what I choose to believe. What you're describing is like our uh, sharp teeth or our scorpion sting or our hard armor. Like that's what we've evolved is this really intense pack. We're community. jingoists. Well, yeah, but it's it's kind of the group mentality thing I was talking about with nerds. Like that's what we evolved, and that's why we go to war. It's because we can get together a band and go. You know, beat the shit we know out of a that rhino. That's, that's what works. Like when you watch the 300 and you see like that that idea of like a small football team of guys going, we are, we, we are. Like, like that's how we kind of feel in general. Like we 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 default to that like weird. Like we don't just fucking run. Uh, 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 but I, I see that kind of behavior more not about protecting the little guy, but more about being afraid that someone's going to take their stuff away. Being, a, you know, I, I, I think don't... that's I think that's kind of what I'm saying is yeah. that that, that, that that's the those. weird twisted path that we've taken is that we protect ourselves through that instinct. I don't think that God is moving through us and therefore we're like really cool to each other. No. I think that our species is seven billion strong because we at some point figured out the cheat code of like, eh, how's my neighbor doing? It was like, it was like not, the, the, and we are the descendants genetically of the primates that, that, that acted more on that impulse than others. And it worked out for our species just because it, it caused like giant communities and like that. That's, well, it's, uh, you're like, much more hopeful than I. <laughs> well, it's not getting us anywhere. I mean, we're all going to die together like a bunch of altruistic assholes. But we're going to die after the dodo did. Fuck the dodo. That's yeah. the that's the well, key. That's yeah. Fucking dodo can take a flying fuck at a rolling version of itself. Maybe maybe the dodo is the asshole. <laughs> no, I'll I tell don't... you. I'll tell you the biggest asshole in the world. Giraffes. Fuck giraffes. Really? Fucking long neck horse. That's bullshit. No, but it, I. It's the dolphins. Are the they're they're, they're the, the rape, they're the rapists of the sea. We had a, we, we had always a, come yeah, back we, to dolphins being terrible people. We had a guy well, because come up people and love dolphins you. and they're they're, they're, they're sketchy. Cute. We love dolphins as a species, but then it turns out, yeah, apparently now the new development is that when you look at dolphins, <laughs> if you get past the fourth wall of dolphins, it turns out they're sexist. Yeah, <laughs> which I love. A dolphin it's will very, fuck you up. Yeah. Uh, if you're a shark, that's for sure. That's all I know. I, or, I, if a, or if you're a woman. <laughs> a woman dolphin. And if you're a female shark, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. They must be like, payday. But I saw, I saw a video really recently about, like, a, a, a dolphin playing with a cat. It was the most cutest thing in the world. The dolphin would, like, use its snout and tap the cat on the head, and then the cat would, like touch its paw to the to the snout and they'd go back and forth for like two and a half minutes it was 
adorable. Yeah, that's the edited version. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was before the cat was mercilessly slaughtered. It'd be great they're, to... They're smart. As soon as that prick drops that iPhone, I am fucking up that cat. <clears throat> if you're listening, uh, I don't, I don't suppose there's dolphin. a lot of dolphin experts in Toronto, but um, if you are listening out there, like, like, please come to the nearest Harmontown city uh, as to a dolphin expert. Dolphins. We really want to hear more about... We want to get to the bottom of whether dolphins are good people or bad people. <laughs> Because I really want to know, because you hear these stories of like, like people are drowning and then the dolphins like save them. And then you hear other stories that are like, no, they actually actively like drown the people because they're like sociopaths. <laughs> and then you think, well, that's like humans too. Like you could run across the wrong kind of human. Right, right. And whenever anyone uses that about an animal, they're more frightened of you than you are of them. And you're like, well, how do I know this isn't the crazy bear? Yeah. <laughs> There's you know meeting I mean? the Ted Bundy of dolphins. There's just like 12 really sexist dolphins that are giving everyone the wrong impression. Yeah. That's why they tell you to play dead with a bear until they start eating you. Yeah. Right? Like, well, that bears... was always my fear. It's like, why do you play dead? They're just going to eat you that you're dead. Right. I bear... don't know if I grammar that I think that some way. of the bears are like, they're trying to, you're supposed to play dead because some of the bears don't want to eat you. They want you to stop attacking their cubs. But yeah. so, bear... they, so they well, swipe at you and I then you're supposed to go, oh, good cubs. job, I'm dead. See you later. Good <laughs> luck guy, on your bear business. That but guy the bear was a hell of an actor. You. <laughs> I can't kill him. He's a great thespian. <laughs> <laughs> bears are like, uh, they're huge uh, theater fans. Like bears. You, guys, you guys are in Toronto. You probably have bears like walking down the street, right? <laughs> They're like, um, you know, bears. Someone said gay. <laughs> Did they mean like they the, the gay, gay subculture? Oh, gay bear? bears. Okay. Subculture. I thought you meant it was gay, the idea that wildlife was uh, part of your society. That's so gay to have a bear walking down the street <laughs> <laughs> with gay. an otter. Get real. That's gay. They're like, uh, you know, bears at the dump are like bikers. You know, you just stay in your car and keep the doors locked. <laughs> When I, did you ever go to the dump to look at bears? I never went to the dump to look at bears. <laughs> All right, a couple of wounds from people. We had, you guys got a bear dump in Toronto? This pack, is Pack Eagle? It's an excellent no. bear dump. Is that, the, is that well, like Lover's is, Lane? Well, I'm sometimes just, when we weren't listening to the radio programs, we'd go out to the dump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing all these discarded bears. I never understood that, like, 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 like. <laughs> it's the land of misfit toys. Yeah. I guess I do get it. I do get I'm it. I'm a bear with no teeth. <laughs> but didn't that always confuse you when people would say, like, oh, don't feed the, the trouble is people feed the animal in question. Like, usually it's bears, but they say the same thing about mountain lions or whatever. They go, like, the, the danger is when they associate humans with food. And you're like, Oh, got it. Wait, what? No. What? What? I, I, like, 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 because that's how you train a dog. Well, I think you might be misunderstanding what they're saying. Um, they're associating with you with food is now every every person I see is going to give me food, so I'm going to come up to them and bother them. And yeah, and then it. the person gives them a peanut. Or it doesn't. And then they, you know, if it's a coyote, they bark, and, you know, that's scary for the person. Like, you don't want them approaching you because then someone could freak out and stab it in the face or something. I, all right. So the reason, so the reason to not feed coyotes is because coyotes will get stabbed in the face by someone without food. Yeah, you know about coyote hazing. A coyote hazing. Yeah, it's really rampant in colleges. It's a shame. I, I, I can't. If I can't have an honest conversation with you. No. Okay. Coyote hazing. 
what, what, what the intent, I, you know, and I don't know, everyone knows I'm a huge coyote expert. But, uh... <laughs> what, Podcast uh, fans. Yeah. I'm, I love that applause. I Spencer love has a... Spencer, can I explain to Bob? I'd love it if you did. S- S- Spencer... Spencer Spencer hears about coyote uh, activity sometimes in Los Angeles. Spencer has in his head, he imagines that if he ever gets attacked by a gang of coyotes. I, I, don't, I didn't put it that way. I was in a virtual reality setting where dangerous coyotes are definitely going to attack you until one of you guys is dead. Spencer believes that he knows how to fight a <laughs> pack of coyote effectively. Four to five. Robot Robot don't pack. No, no, not rope a dope. Nope, it's a circular no. kicking uh, technique. I mean, this. I mean, I feel like Toronto has earned has earned a demonstration. I, I don't want to. I don't want to pimp you or anything. I, I guess I'm gonna have to do it. I mean, you have to now. But, yeah. I mean, this when you leaned when you lean forward in your chair, this whole stage shook. So. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move. It just, it just, just do like. At a, least segue me back into coyote hazing because I really want to get to the bottom a, of this. Just do a quiet Canadian version of the coyote defense technique. That's just gonna look like it. How do you? Just for Bob. What do you mean quiet? You so, mean, so you, there's you, five coyotes all around you. Yeah. yeah. And and. <laughs> it's just you don't you don't keep your back exposed for long. You keep your back moving so they can't go at your knees. I thought it was gonna be more of a sweep kick, but it was more. No, uh, you can't sweep a four-legged animal. That's your first mistake. That would be my first mistake. Yeah, they got way more balance Power. than us. That's why we use chairs with four legs. But he was definitely taking it easy because you're nervous about these risers. I mean, you felt that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah they sweat. Yeah. So, they, yeah. so you, but you obviously care about coyotes. Yeah, I really, I think they're. <laughs> you mean from his tender kicks? Well, yeah. They're he cur- wants them to live to tell the tale. My, love- my coyote uh, <laughs> defense. It, if we're just fantasizing, involves a firearm. Yeah. Oh, no, this is an unarmed, this is an unarmed scenario. If I had, you know, even just a backpack, my tactics would differ greatly. Of, of course. What would it look like if you had a backpack? You'd, you'd, swing, something you'd, like you'd this. spin around backwards while swinging a backpack. All right, okay. Pshaw. But yeah, you know... Co- One would get, tackle you, the other eat your Lunchables. It's important. Well, so, you, you distract them with the Lunchables. You distract them with the Lunchables. Now, I'm... I love coyotes, to, though. Yeah. I know. I actually do. I, I do like coyotes. Uh, they're and, gorgeous. But they're also, you know, they killed, they killed uh, my dog, uh, Sid Vicious. I had a Yorkie. I um, feel bad about that, but that's yeah. the animal kingdom. Animals kill. I know. And it's terrible. It's I know. terrible. And in, in it, their defense, Sid was delicious. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, so I feel really weird, you know. Yeah. I actually went out with a, a chair. I didn't have a backpack and didn't think about kicking. And, um, Don't the, the kicking's the last resort. I, I, I got I to say. But I, I, I scared the coyote off of uh, Jimmy Stewart and uh, Andy Dufresne, the uh, other two dogs. Oh, you, you saved your other two dogs? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Los Angeles, I, I don't know if Toronto has an equivalent, but Los Angeles, it's like, uh, it's crazy to me because, like, uh, wildlife is, it, it astounds me. The fact that there's raccoons astounds me because everywhere you look, there's just city. And then there's this whole population of like mountain lions, and, and and I don't know where they come from or where they could possibly live. But 
yes, I understand that there's probably mountains involved. Thank you. Um, Griffith Park uh, is probably where they live, but they, they, yeah. it's just like 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 there's kind of, sometimes you'll see like a kind of dazed coyote like like walking down the sidewalk yeah. in and, Los Feliz, and it's like holy shit, it's like a dog. But it ain't a dog. That could really It'll eat another dog. Yeah, you gotta haze him. That's why whenever I see him driving around, I, I like honk my horn and I shine my lights at him and I go at him like I'm gonna hit him with my car. It, coyote hazing, people, look it up. Let me talk about coyote hazing. And for the, a al- the alternative, though, is that you're one of these people that well, just like your dog is yeah, like, that's, gone. That's one why day. you do it. Because like we were saying, if if you feed a coyote, they'll be like, oh man, humans are cool. I can go in their backyard and whatever. You know, they think you're like a cool. They think humans aren't dangerous, and they need to think humans are dangerous so they're not comfortable around them. Because when they're comfortable around them, they're animals. All right. Well, so bears they, don't need to. Uh, no, you you should do it to a lot of wildlife. Like they suggest you. <laughs> Anytime you see a squirrel. No, but they say throw rocks at bears and make yourself as big as possible. It's the same thing. They want you to be uncom- they want you to make animals uncomfortable around you. We saw we saw we saw two mountain lions when we were making the Bigfoot movie I made. Yeah. And um well, thank you. You mean Willow Creek, which is available in all <laughs> on, on uh, digital platforms. on demand and, <laughs> and digital uh, And um it was terrifying, you know. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, what do they look like when you see them in the wild? Because uh, in the movies, they're always crouched no, on a rock. It, going, was, <laughs> it was way scarier. It was like standing up there, really tall, and it was just walking casual, like "What up?" You know. Uh, it was really intimidating. And then um, it was a scene. There's a scene in the tent that's really long and scary, and. Um, we filmed that about at 2 a.m. after we'd seen a mountain lion, and the actor Bryce Johnson, this is a long take, and uh, his character started crying, and I said, that was really good, Bryce, but I just don't think your character would cry in the scene. He goes, I'm not crying. Uh, he's like, the character's not crying, I'm crying. Why are we filming this out in the woods at 3 a.m.? We could be in a hotel parking lot. And um, so we were hanging around with the, the ranger, who is a, a Bigfoot... Uh, uh, enthusiast, and so I was sitting close to Ranger Robert because I figured he could protect me from a mountain lion. And he said, um, "He goes, you know, I'm a writer too." And I go, "Oh, what do you write?" He goes, "You know, Twilight." I go, "Yeah, we all know Twilight." And he goes, "Well, I write coming of age stories set in the Bigfoot community, like Twilight." What? A- and I said, what's the name of your book? He goes, the first one was Yeti or Not. <laughs> and I know you think I'm setting up for a joke, but that's a, it's available on eBay. You can get Yeti or Not. What was the second one? <laughs> what's the second one? <laughs> <laughs> We're all waiting. You know what? I didn't ask for the second one. Yeah. Not... Sasquatch uh, You know what they say about boys with big feet? What no. Was it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Good times. It's tough because yeah, the Bigfoot it doesn't work as well with the uh, adolescent Judy Bloom kind of culture. Hello, know. God, it's me, Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, God, it's me, Sasquatch. I once, for about an evening, thought it would be funny to make that a movie, and then I went out and bought it, and I was like, nobody would be, you know. It all started <laughs> because someone said, "What are you doing next?" I said, "I'm doing a period piece." <laughs> <laughs> Puns. Ah, puns. Puns. We're back to... That's how the, today started, about how much puns. we hated puns. 
Uh, I think it's funny, though, that you, uh, your life was in the hands of a guy that then was like, I'm a writer. Like, I, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Like you, did that make you feel less safe? Totally. Yeah. It's like, stand back. He's got an idea. Like you, yeah. <laughs> you want a guy that's like, like, no, I definitely am totally enthused about the idea of physical conflict with nature. Not a guy yeah. that's like, you know, I could have, I could have done Buffy. I just, I'm doing, I'm doing this in the meantime. Like, like There's a mountain line. Stand back. I've got a strong second act. <laughs> but also, it's like, like, also, like you being able to resonate with that guy makes you like, like as a bodyguard. When it comes to a bodyguard, the the quality I want most is. Uh, not being able to understand what he's thinking. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, if I were to hire a bodyguard, I'd be like, oh, you're a giant slab of meat. Me, back at me. Yeah, I yeah. was definitely the al alpha male at that moment. Yeah. I've got a screenplay. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I don't know how much time we've burned. I don't know how Toronto's time works. I think I heard that your minutes are uh, one minute and three seconds long. <laughs> Like well, your, these your days beer, your beer's a little stronger yeah. and your minutes are a little longer. These days they're fifty-seven minutes. I'm told. Huh? Oh. Oh, is that that's probably America's fault? We probably did too much fracking. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. We 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 had to we we drink your milkshake a little bit. We heard there's some time up here we could use to power our cars. <laughs> um. But uh, I, yeah, I don't know how long we've gone, but I know that we should we should we should meet some friends and play some D and D in that order. Now I know I know I know that we 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 do have we do have some friends that came here. Like I know I know Jan's here. Jan Earth er, er, Earthshine Jane is it? It's, I mean, it's Jane. It's just spelled weird. Ugh, Jane. No offense, Jane. Jesus, Jane. Uh, Jane, where are you? Are you here? Are you raising your hand? Do you, do, you, do you want to come up and visit with us just for a little bit? Just for a second? For God's sake. Jane's been on the podcast before. Jane, Jane makes a special uh, brand of uh, moonshine called Earthshine because uh, Harmon Town is a moon colony. So <laughs> Earthshine is what he makes. How are you, buddy? Uh, uh, I, I, what, where are you living now? I live in, uh, up, it's called up. Upstate New York, Central New York, uh, around Elmira. So you made Point. the trip here to Toronto to check out the show. Yep. Did you bring your kid? Yep, Devin's Yeah, too. all right. Hey, Devin, how are you? So you're making moonshine in Elmira? <laughs> yeah. It's super legal there. Well, there, it's actually not too bad. In, in New York State, you can make a limited quantity now. Ah. Can you guys hear him okay? Do you need to eat that mic a little more? Do I need to eat the mic a little? Okay. Uh, are, are, do, do, you, do you sell that Earthshine? Or? No, no. I can't, you're not allowed to sell it. It's a labor it. of love. Okay. Absolutely. Well, Spencer drank some. I don't know if you can tell. How you oh. doing, Spencer? I'm doing good. I didn't drink that much. I, you know, I'm feeling warm. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it comes in about 135 proof. So, yeah, you, you definitely want to cut it with water or serve it on the rocks. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah, we saw the, the most, most of these people saw the movie. I, 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 that wasn't your moonshine, but no, I, no, was, I, high proof alcohol. Right now, the crowd is going, oh, I hope, I hope Dan drinks some of it. <laughs> you going to take a poll? You don't they, need to take a poll. They want that ending. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm more than happy to. It's backstage. I, nope. The show's almost no. over. So, oh, there it is. <laughs> You're going to want to chase it with some vodka. Harmontown Earthshine. <laughs>
And there's, I, did, I just noticed your logo is like a, it's like the male female symbol, but it's it's like the male lo- thing, but the but the well, I, the I did, wiener is kind of bent around the it's, circumference. It's because you're talking about your well, I did this, sex drive <laughs> diminishing. Actually, I, I did a, a a bumper sticker version of that 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 uh, some people have seen that says Harmontown Next Tangent. Ah, it's a tangent. And so it's a, it's, it's like an off ramp type of uh, type yeah. of motif. Now, Aaron told me one thing. <laughs> Keep him away from the shine. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> Bob Scratch Goldfarb, you have one job. Cheers. Oh no. That's oh. what I did. Smooth. I mean, it's like it's so crazy. It's so. Do you ever talk about? <laughs> it, do we ever talk about on stage? Like, uh, uh, we tried to. You were trying to interview me, and Jeff kept interrupting me. So it's a, the, the, the the transgender. Uh, I'm Bobcat. He just oh, pointed yeah. at me. Jeff. <laughs> well, it's your seat. I think Jeff's a lot more You're hurt than I am right now. <laughs> so, so when I came up on stage, I introduced myself as Glenn. Glenn. Right. Uh, which is my my birth name. And then I I, I was feeling kind of like, oh, shit. Here's a chance. You know, there's a community. It's going to be very accepting. I could have just come out as transgendered, right? On the so I sent you a. a, a a letter afterwards that you got the next night, and then you read it in episode 79. You read some of it, and you guys talked about it for like five or ten minutes about transgender, and it was really cool because you were, you uh, really shared a lot of uh, just very forthcoming, very accepting uh, around the whole idea of transgenderism. Because transgender is the new black. I want to in on the ground floor <laughs> of that shit. Yeah. I don't want to get shot in the fucking. Uh, uh, they say the T word, man. <laughs> <laughs> No, but what is I mean, what, what the, the transgender thing is like, it's, you can't even say, I can't even say a simple thing like, it's crazy. Like, someone will go, that really offended me when you said it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. Like, it's, it's, it's a, we're, us struggling to cope with it, to, to work with it, is a crazy new thing. It's new. It's very new. It, 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 it's, it's coming out of this whole stigma of being a mental illness. And trying to deal with it as uh, as like an actual code in the DSM four DSM five uh, 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 diagnostic manual for uh, for for people, and but the, the mental illness side of it is that I'm really confused, but, but the society right, well, is confused about me, and I'm trying to deal with a society right. that has all these expectations what you're about saying how is, I'm yeah, going to was, behave. There was a time if somebody were to say, you know, I, uh, uh, I guess I was born a dude technically, but I, f- I, I truly feel like I would, I, would, I, I would like to identify as a woman. There was definitely a time, and I think we're still living in that time, when people would go, well, okay, we have a word for that. It's called crazy. Um, and dysphoric, but, but now yeah. the progression is that we're like, oh, okay, let's stop calling that crazy. Let's call, let's build a society around people being allowed to do that. And, and as people start to do that, you start to dig a little bit more deeper into just how complex it is. You and Jeff started to get into this a little bit. You started talking about Kinsey scale and stuff, but people are starting to recognize that. So you can have this continuum from male to female, when you, people can sit in between somewhere on how they identify, but also how they present and what their biology is, what's their physiology, what is their genetics. Every one of those aspects has a sliding scale. Right. Nobody is, is at either end. And not only do you not sit with at a particular point in any of those scales, you have ranges, and those ranges change with time, and they interact with each other. 
And that's just the gender identity part of it or the physiology. Then you have the whole sexual side of it as well. Do you, are you attracted to men? Are you attracted to women? Are you attracted to both? Are you attracted to neither? Are you attracted to people who are particularly somewhere sitting in between? You, you have the whole idea of pansexuality or asexuality and all these variables. You can stack them up in this hyperspatial... Uh, and I, I've developed one of these. I'm a scientist. <laughs> so you can, you can hyperspatially map a person's sexual, gender, physiological identity, and you find out, God, we are fucking complex. Yeah, imagine we would be. I'm, how I'm how is society going to deal sure with that? I'm pretty sure in 15 years you'll be able to, because I see video games where I can choose to be a man or a woman or something in between. Like, like right now you can still hit a binary switch. You can go, ah, yeah, I'll be a, a female... But I'll be a plant creature. Makes the code a lot more simple. Like, 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 there's gonna, like, the, the code will break those barriers down, and, like, video games will just be like, well, what do you, you know, do you wanna have feminine characteristics, or what does that mean? Like, that's also a dichotomy. My point being that, in terms of simulation, we always look forward to simulation, like, 20 years from now, you're going to put a USB... Uh, I'm sure that, that, that standard will still uh, remain. <laughs> you're, you're, you're going to put a keychain like, plug in the back of your... and a hole in the back of your head, and for six hours, if you have six hours to spare, you're going to get to know what it feels like to be an adolescent octopus. Like, you're, you're not going to... And you're going to come out of that experience and having totally fucking loved and lost as a female octopus, adolescent octopus, and, you, and, and, you know, you're gonna go back to work and, like, uh, take over banks and stuff, but you're gonna be like, fuck, I miss Stacy. Uh, and your wife's gonna be like, what were you doing? No, I was playing, uh, you know, Tomb Raider. But, but <laughs> it, it will, be, I mean, it, the, the, we, if we are afforded the opportunity, and I think Thailand uh, stands in uh, uh, evidence of this. If we are afforded the opportunity, we will do a lot of fucked up shit. Like we will, like 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 tourists will check into a hotel and they will explore different different avenues and they will they will bend different things. It's like we structure our civilization on like. Did I have too much moonshine? Is that what I'm talking this way? <laughs> what did Thailand do wrong? Th Thailand didn't do anything wrong. I'm sorry, Thailand. I've never been there. I just I was I was playing on a joke. I thought it would get a laugh. Uh, the the uh, I I I I'm I definitely it, it seems very it's, it it seems as clear. It seems, <laughs> well, he makes it. Uh, it's like a bee drinking honey. Like big deal. Uh, but 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 the, it seems as clear as it should have been to people who are making their money off of vinyl uh, that MP3s were a thing. That sexuality is more complicated than a dichotomy. It seems that clear. That doesn't mean that anyone should get over their hangups, but it definitely does seem like it's like, oh, we're gonna have to get used to the bit torrenting of sexuality. <laughs> we're gonna have to accept that, like like there, it is a. It's a four-dimensional like tesseract. <laughs> it's like, and it's so I, I just I'm turning fifty. You, and me, Bob, or the or the old people. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but I get I have a lot of hope from from the kids. I mean, I, I I see that it's just becoming more and more common, a lot more fluid. And it's not everywhere, and it's it's uh, you know, it depends upon a lot where you live, but it's it's a creeping thing. It'll keep to keep moving forward, I think, and people just see. People like me, people like uh, 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 
RuPaul. RuPaul. Well, maybe a little. <laughs> no, it, absolutely though. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Ch- Ch- I don't know. Ches Bono. I mean, there's just a lot of people who are coming. Bruce Jenner, evidently. Well, you give you, you bring up a, an interesting point, which is: aren't old people necessarily worse people than young people? No, that is a good point. I mean, that's because if we keep getting more progressive and accepting and more ethical, then that means that we were less that. Well, we were bound by. So my grandma we, we, should we should a, be murdered. We as a group. Uh, he has an agenda. Yeah, uh, okay, I, I think so. If yeah, anyone sorry. sees my grandma, I will pay you two hundred U.S. dollars. He's not fucking joking. He hates his grandma. <laughs> She's like, like, crazy. Something that you don't know about Spencer, like he fucking hates. I hate his all old people, to and be he honest. actually hates all old people. I, I'm not kidding. That before, I, I right, used so. to, I used to resent young people, you know, um, and and now I hate people my age or older because they embrace their their lack of, of you know, what I mean, it's just like. I don't know how the internet works. And how do I poop? And, and it's your fault. You know, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't like that either. Yeah. Curmudgeonry. We, we, I don't. I, mean, I, I like. I, there's a certain like curmudgeonry to me is like. Here's what I like to do. I like. I like somebody that thinks they have a claim to my time finding out that I'm like I'm 41 years old. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> I like. I just like the general like kind of like nope. You're not the first person that's ever tried to leverage me in that particular emotional way. You are scenario 317A. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I'm closer to death than you are. <laughs> it, membership has its privileges. That that's the only like like as far as like like uh, yeah tech. I mean like culture. Like you definitely need to check yourself when you're older because you don't. You, like, it's not adorable or cute. To be like, I don't know how to work this. It's like, yeah. figure it out, you fucking sh- piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, I, I find it really annoying. Uh, <laughs> and fi- also, fi- but figure me out, you fucking pieces. Of I also shit. extend that to movies and shit. Like, I, I start to feel like, like, you would hear me complaining a lot about movies if I bothered to. Like, I, I'm, I find it uncharismatic. People my age going like, did you see Iron Man five? I'm like, it's not for you, you 49-year-old dumbass. It's fucking for people who have seen their first movie ever. That's for 18-year-olds. They're not making movies for us anymore. Yeah, there's an art to it, to making movies for 18-year-olds. Maybe they did it better or worse in that regard, but come on. You should be ashamed of yourself. Go watch something French. If you're that, well, you want to. If you what, if you if you're 45 and you haven't figured out how to see a good movie, it's on you. Well, uh, oh, that third Hulk movie, boo. Yeah. You're 45. Derivative. Will you, will you please? Well, <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I, I will. I, I will have that conversation with you for three hours, like in the in private. I'm just saying, like, don't don't like shake your cane at the kids. Like, if they like Guardians of the Galaxy, which sucked. What? Are you fucking kidding me? It's fucking boring and what dumb. Was, what was boring about it, Dan? Uh, I'm not gonna say because I'm 41 and I have class. <laughs> I'm 50 and I don't. I loved it. Let yeah, it, he's older than you. <laughs> I am Groot. I just okay. Part of it is watching it on a Canadian hotel TV screen. I don't know. It probably lost something in the standard. How is diff, that even like, possible? Is that out in Canadian theaters? Dude, I'm telling you. Doesn't it take like two years for movies to come up here? That's racist. That's racist. That's countryist. Thank you. Countryist. Uh, it's a I thought, cultural thing. I was. I didn't think Guardians of the Galaxy was worth the hoopla. 
Nothing's ever worth but, the hoopla. But then I was like, the kids like it. So, so do I. There you go. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I'm, uh, I'm, I enjoyed that. And would you call yourself a filmmaker? <laughs> uh, I'd, no. I'd call you a filmmaker. Thank you. I, call, I say I, I'm a guy, I make movies. You know, I like that. When, when, when I... Because I, uh, I would vomit in my own mouth if I heard the dude from Police Academy referring to himself as a filmmaker. <laughs> filmmaker. Oh, hello. I'm Bob Sketch Goldfob, filmmaker. That's why my name's not even on my movies till the very <laughs> Bob end. Bob Sketch Goldfob? Yeah. No, I, I, I had a woman ask That's me. That's fancy name. She said, are you Bob Sketch Goldfob? <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, I got to end this conversation. I go, yes. Yes, I am. I'm whatever it takes to get away from That's you. That's your rich cousin from... <laughs> from Toronto. Yeah, it's coming up. It's like, uh, Hello, I'm Bob Sketch Goldfarb. Oh, what are you doing here? Uh, we, should, we, we should get some estrogen up here. Um, Excuse me. Well, see, I don't know. I mean, is that... Yeah. That's, one milligram that's, twice a day? That's, yeah. that, that's one of 50 questions I have for you. But, can you, well, can can you give me estrogen? some of yours? <laughs> are you holding? <laughs> Look, I don't do drugs, but that would be a pretty good experiment. <laughs> yeah, and that actually would be. I mean, th- 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 we're going to be able to do that. That's what I'm saying. You're going to be able to put a USB drive in your head. And you're going to get to be anything you what want do, for a day. What do you identify as? Female. Just, but I mean, just straight out. That's what you say. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I have a question about, and I'm interested, and not that you represent the entire community or something, but wh- wh- why? <laughs> and I and I sound, and I'm going to sound super naive right now. You you wouldn't sound worse than Jeff did back in episode seventy. But, but I'm wondering, like. Uh, and maybe you guys talked about it, but um, Jared Leto's performance in uh, Dallas Buyers Club seemed to get criticized by the community. And uh, do you have anything? I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, was it too like Queenie or? I think I saw I saw, saw that movie. I mean, but what do I know? But I mean, I didn't, it didn't bother me. Well, I didn't it, call. it gets to that. You don't know what problem they had with. Well, him. I felt like he performed. Uh, I felt like he was a, a dude. I felt he was playing a human being. I didn't think it was kitsch or over the top, but yeah. maybe that's maybe maybe the people who had a problem with it don't hang out with the well, badass motherfucking queens good, I do. I'm hearing a lot of good stuff. I've I've just seen some clips online. I haven't actually seen an episode of Jeffrey Tambor's performance in uh, yeah in uh, Transparent. So it's a new. But it's weird. It's like any time there's a group that starts to get any kind of uh, respect, they, there's so much infighting. Because well, there's a there's who's a, ever the well, very. It's, it's, it's the group thing, right? I mean, yeah. and, and when you have something as complex as transgenderism, transsexuality, transgender identity generally, you're going to draw your Venn diagram a lot of different ways. Yeah, and, and I understand and the, the, the for, complaint for, is for, why didn't you hire a real transgender person? But the reality of it is that wouldn't have gotten made that movie without it. And know? what is a real transgender person? Yeah, what is know? that? It's it's. There's a what lot of, is that? So, right. So, I mean, I identify as female. I am. Uh, I identify as uh, pansexual. I ident- I have a male body mostly for the at the moment, but I am taking female hormones. I have a male genetic structure, as far as I know. I have no idea what my epigenetic structure is or the structure of my brain. All these things are mixing together, and since the age of 12, have been sort of moving to me toward something where I stand here now as I, as I know some people who would say that they're, when they get to this point where your body is a certain way and your mind is a certain way, you're essentially 
poisoned by male hormones for 40 years, but you're actually a female that just manifested differently. So the so it, fascinating it, it, thing about tra transgenderism, is it, is it an ism? That'll do. Uh, uh, is the idea that what we're talking about is release from a dichotomy. Yes. We're talking largely about transcendence of dichotomy. Um, and yet there is so much focus I guess by necessity on dichotomy. In necessity, other words, well, necessity within the context of the culture. Right. So it's not, it's a, when I was when I was a kid, that, we had Boy George and we had Prince, and they were. I have no idea what was going on with Boy them. Boy George but, was my hero. I, yeah. I knew that my my parents were upset about them, oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. and, the, and the reason they were upset is because my dad couldn't figure out if, you know, oh, it's if they fear. were a boy it's, or a girl. It's, it's absolutely and in fact, fear and the comfort. heavy metal guys were like wearing mascara and all this stuff. And it was like, androgyny was a form of rebellion. Um, but it was all, it was all in service of dichotomy. It seems to me like the dichotomy is the enemy, isn't it? Isn't, yes. isn't the idea that you're either a man or a woman the actual bad guy? Yeah. Well, it's, it, it, it's a matter of comfort, right? Society has a certain comfort level and a certain uh, energy level that's necessary to maintain its structure and its forward momentum. Complexity makes that worse. And when you start acknowledging complexity, a culture begins to say, I need systems to deal with this. I mm -hmm. need to, I need more pigeonholes. I need more bins. I need more, I, I need more bits in my bites. And that takes energy and takes time until people begin to then sort of relax back from it and say, the answer isn't more pigeonholes. The answer is just more acceptance of individuals. Yeah, I always feel like, I always feel like, <laughs> don't give him applause. That's my applause. I created the form, but no, I'm kidding. I I always feel I feel like I've always feel like progress. The big difference is like there's always as we progress, there's always two. There's like there's like um, there's the progress that lowers barriers that makes walls that used to be there stop existing, and those like are really scary to people. And then there's like militant versions of the progress that actually well, raise new walls. Yeah, because and I'm always like very suspicious of them. I go like, wait. Well, why are you telling me that from now on I have to do this or that? Well, the fear is on both sides, right? I mean, to, to, as you're going through life with this sort of a situation like I have, you get very defensive. Yeah. Because you're I, I trying can, to protect your own system. I could appreciate that, yeah. And, 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 and across all those different spectrums I was talking about, each one of those subgroups has their own groups, their own barriers, their own protections. Which must make that incredibly difficult. And I always feel like you can feel the nails across the chalkboard when we have a transgender person on stage, and I feel, or anyone that addresses the subject. I always feel like, unlike if you talk about race or class or gender or you know qua gender, like like you can feel like the confusion. You can feel the nails on the chalkboard. You can hear in an audience of 200 people. You can hear one person popping up over there and over there. And they're going like, that's not. But, like, but you, you pointed it out uh, before about when Levi was up on stage. Right. Because and, Levi's a very fucking specific dude. Right. He's like, or, and he, or, he had the mustache. He, he was talking about how he was owning, he was owning the male physiology. And, and he was saying, I'm transgender. And it's like in Los Angeles in 2014, that meant he was an ambassador of transgenderism. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so there were people in the back of the room. Why aren't like, you effeminate? Yeah. Why, why it, aren't it was you just feminine? like bullying. It's like, oh, well, where's your makeup? Where's your dress? It's like, whoa, okay. But like right now, so I, I'm presenting fairly male. I have on women's pants. 
Nice. I have on androgynous chucks, which I've always worn. All right. I'm, wor- I'm rocking my, my feral audio t-shirt. Now you're making me question my sexuality because well, you you're just be. similar to me. <laughs> but 40% of your wardrobe is apparently... Is apparently female. Yeah. Uh, so, All right. But it's how I'm feeling. I'm going to reach a point in my life where I am going to present obviously female all the time. I'm going to legally. You heard it here for, first, yes, folks. You did. <laughs> I'm going to too change, much mood, Jay. Change my name to Jay. No, that's cool. What? No. So, is that your goal? I, I, well, I mean, I, I feel yes. like this could be a three-hour podcast. Because I, I want to. So you are. You, is it different goals for so different that, people? That is part right? of the dichotomy. Yeah. Like you want to. There is a point where you will be like, I have arrived at a place. Like I, you will be. I. Well, I am arriving at a place every single fucking day. Believe me. And what I will do is I will arrive at a place where I'll say, okay, for the good of the people who I have to associate with because of my professional life, because of how my, my family life, whatever, I need to put a stake in the ground for ah. everyone else's comfort because I'm a nice person and I'm, I understand that I need to exist. I'm not going to be the militant outsider my whole life. So I'm going to say, okay, for everybody else, preferred gender pronoun is now female, the name is now Jane, and I'm going to be wearing a dress and I'm going to be wanting to use the women's bathroom. And, and that just becomes, okay, that, that legally, socially, whatever, that's a stake in the ground. But that's not something that any transgender person has to do because they have no obligation to society to do anything. They're just trying, believe me, I mean, I'm 50 and I'm just taking these steps and I've known since I was 10 or 11 that something was fucked up. It's taken me this long to get my life to a point where I can just be up here on this stage. Is that why you dedicated most of your life to creating a substance that would fuck other people up? Yes, absolutely. You're like a a Marvel supervillain. Well, none of them will know what's going on. A poisoning they will all wake up every morning wondering what they did last night, who they were. I am Androgenax. <laughs> it's funny because Dr. Horrible is one of my big heroes. <laughs> and, uh, uh, well, I, want, yeah. I, I think you should stay up here as okay. a friend when, uh, of Harvard Town. When I was a sweet. kid, I was in a dress a lot. And it wasn't for the comedy. It was truly like uh, I felt comfortable. And when you were like at a high school function and you show up in a skirt, not a kilt, just a skirt, it couldn't be a bigger fuck you to the football team. You know, it would be like, hey, how you doing? And it'd be like, it was really beautiful. I used to wear skirts when I used to work on the show and Happily Ever After on tape night. Because when they would go, please welcome your audience, and it'd be Marines would be the, the audience that they would, and then I'd come out and they'd be like, yeah, and one day, when my daughter was really little, she was about eight, I woke her up and she goes, Dad, where'd you get that sweater? I go, oh, it's new. She goes, it would go so well with your brown skirt. But the reason I did it was, uh, it would be really comfortable and it's such a fuck you. You're not like if you were on the set of Community and you show up in a skirt. You're like, I'm the fucking guy. Go fuck yourself. I, I think they would actually be like, oh, good. Now we have a label for what's wrong with you. Because <laughs> otherwise it's just, why is to that me, guy in pajamas? it's such a freeing, beautiful way to, like, squirt your musk. Yeah, I know. I mean, anything is, yeah. I, I, I think everybody should... I, I, the way I can access it is, let's get out of dichotomies. Let's get away from, it has to be this or that. That's what I can understand. But I don't... But in thinking that... 
that's just me, the, a guy that exists within a very specific dichotomy, that's going like, oh, world without dichotomies, boy, oh boy. There are people who want, that, that's why I was obsessing about that dichotomy thing. It was like, like, well, yeah, but a lot of people, like, it actually is about going from one side of the fence to the other, like, specifically. Even though to uh, to a person who exists on either side of that fence, that person might be a hero by virtue of their transcendence, they actually are making a journey and they want to arrive somewhere and create stability and be something. That, to me, is the confusing thing because I don't want to offend anybody by assuming that about them. What I don't want to look at somebody though? and go like, oh, you can't wait to be a woman, can you? Like, like, like that. Was, right. that it's, it's like maybe he doesn't. Like, like maybe you're something other than that. That doesn't. Like, like yeah. doesn't. If, but if that were your goal, I would love to get behind it. But, well, but I don't I, know. And, what and again, I don't want to. I, I obviously can't speak for the entire trans community because it's humongous. Um, but I think in general, in my experience has been that most trans folk are actually very understanding of what we'll call the cisgendered community people whose gender aligns. I'm offended by that phrase, by the yes, way. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm starting that movement early. <laughs> the anti um, Because we get what it's like to be misunderstood. Mm -hmm. And if you've waited a long time, just to have someone take the time to ask, it's always better. What would you like your preferred gender pronoun to be? Mm -hmm. How would you like me to, to address you? Would you? Which restroom would you like to be using? Shall I open the door for you, or will you open it for me? I mean, all these sorts of, of identity things that society demands. Ask about them. Trans people will love the fact that you care enough to ask. Well, I mean, I, to be the devil's advocate, a lot of people in this room would love to be constantly asked about all their fucking bullshit. Yes. But everybody wants to be a fucking rock star. Right, but if trans folk put themselves out really in the gun sights constantly, know, yeah, but, but, and, and, and more so than, than a lot of hidden issues, but it's more, more for your benefit, for, for other uh, people who aren't trans. Go ahead and ask. Yeah. I, if you're uncomfortable, I think ask. that's fantastic. If you're not uncomfortable, I, don't worry about it. In the past, like, social movements, like, progressive movements, have been about like, people who have been shut out actively People who go like, you're black, you can therefore not come into this room. And progress has been indicated by people going from saying, I will beat you up if you come in here, to stopping doing that, to no longer doing things that they were actively doing because of hatred, dropping things, lowering walls, stopping things. And I think if the, the, the transgender movement, like I the thing the part that I understand about it is people saying, drop your gender consciousness. Drop it. Stop thinking about men and women as being different things. That's where feminism and nerdism and blackism and, and uh, LGBTs and, and every other alphabet letter, they all intersect there. If, like, it can all, like, it's like, stop thinking about the person that you're looking at as being anything other than a person. That person. Stops. Get to know that you know, person. Like, let the boundaries drop. The things that I don't get are the, the movements that involve new rules. Right. I just and, and really my forty-one-year-old road comic fucking like quills are gonna go. I ain't learning no new rules. I will definitely learn to stop doing more shit, 
absolutely. Like, I jumped aboard, like, uh, as soon as I found out that anyone was had a problem with gay people, I was like, I am so unboard, it's crazy. You know why? It's fucking, like, it's the easiest way to be progressive in the world. Don't like, all you hate ha- them. Yeah, all you have to do is give less of a shit about more people. Absolutely. All you have to do is stop caring about even more people. It's fucking great. My parents had to bother to dedicate a section of their brain to keeping gay people from doing shit? What a dumb waste of fucking time. I had Minecraft to play. I'm a fucking advocate. Get married. Do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, it's easy. Make it e- uh, uh, like 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 boundaries coming down. I think that's what Irish people, Jewish people, black people. That's all they ever wanted was. Can you stop noticing that I'm black? <laughs> the tough thing is we have these like it's like it's like uh, you know in a culture in America down south as we call it up here. Like where we truly it's fucking noteworthy that our progress is like. Black men got the vote before white women. Like, we respected people that we regarded as property enough to say, yes, you should also have a say in who is president. And then sometime later, women got the right to, to also be counted on that. that. That is why I think transgender, the, the trans thing is like, it's, it, it's like, holy fuck. We, we, it's not because we uh, don't respect people for moving from one side to the other. It's because we don't know what the fuck we were thinking in the first place. No, it, about it was a, it was a tough road. We have no idea. Then, we're just yeah. barely going to... Anyways, oh, too much earth shine. You haven't All drank right. hardly any of that. No, I only had a couple of quarts of this. <laughs> All right. Well, I, how, if, we up for, if you told me we were up here for six hours, I'd believe you. Yeah, I think we're like over two hours. Let's no, go. no. Let's I'm go pretty, to the tote I'm board. I'm not 100% sure. I'm pretty sure. What does that mean? That's the time it currently is. That's not helpful unless we know when we started. It started right around. How long, have we, been, how long have we been up here? Almost two hours. Two hours. All right. All right. How do we end the show? D and D. All right. Let's Lightning very round. quickly. Let's very quickly find a uh, a woman, someone who identifies as a woman. What? Genetic woman. What? All right. Let's take the one in the front because because uh, <laughs> we got no time to waste. <laughs> And by the one, I don't mean that you're an object. What's your name, young lady? I'm Jillian. Jillian, all right. Okay, let's get the show on the road. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I could. I, I you know, I love Toronto. I fucking, I could be up here for seven hours. I don't care. Can I go then? Oh, thank you. Who's gonna be whom? Uh, and let's just. See how the dice, you know, roll. Well, I would, I would, I would assume that Goldthwait should play Quark. That's right. Jeff's character. I'll play Sharpie, and that um, I appear to be dignity. You should be Krista Berg. Oh boy! And you're, you should be uh, Jillian. You're uh, my fiance, Mulrain Sinan, or well, uh, Dignity <laughs> Sarsgaard now. Dead. We're going to start to a new song called "The Trans Woman in Lavender." <laughs> All right. Let's break that down those color barriers, bit, yeah. too. <laughs> I'm not going to get music, right? I mean, I don't need it. I just want to know now. What? What do you want to I'm not going to get music, right? Oh, fuck no, man. That's, that's all I ask. I don't... That's fucking America, dude, where we have missiles pointed at whoever doesn't play music. <laughs> all right. Well, uh... But if you cut your finger here, 
Get a new finger. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Put on by a beaver. <laughs> so, uh, acapella then. Oh, oh, when we last met, our heroes had just finished dispatching Father Tinder, who, after murdering the Darmvon household, ca- called upon the evil might of the Shard of Power and was transformed into a massive monster. But despite his demonic new form, teamwork still managed to win the day. But left with Father Tinder's shattered corpse, our gang was looking pretty suspicious. And when the cops came, dignity lied to the guard while our friends escaped. After trying to figure out what was going on, the gang found an interrogated spizzbulb who was very defensive towards Sharpie's questioning. But then everybody calmed down, and in the lull, Sharpie and Dignity ran out into the street and got hit by a horse-drawn carriage. Oh, was that cannon? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, they got knocked down. Will they get back up again? Is anything ever going to keep oh. them down? Find out on an all-new pulse-pounding episode. Hit it up. So, uh, okay. You guys, uh, you two are lying in the street face up. Uh, your consciousness slowly, slowly comes back to you, and you don't know what happens or what happened. You're talking about all of us? Just the two of you that were hit by a horse-drawn me, carriage. Me and... You when I'm it. doing the music for you, I'm not listening. <laughs> no, I mean, when you're, you're not doing, doing the music for uh, me, yeah. you're not listening. Also, when, I've, yeah. when I'm sober and or have had a quart of some weird earth shine. Yeah. Some miraculous earth shine. Yeah, so you got hit by a fucking horse-drawn I carriage. Did. You two farther away from me. You see this happen. React. Oh, no. Why did you do that? <laughs> What I, just happened? I hope our good friends are okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to run over and check on them and drag them out of the street. Actually, I'll drag them out of the street so they don't get I'll, run over again. I'm going to say that's successful because I don't have my dice out. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna watch. Does this village it's have universal give this guy some dice, care? for God's sake, Toronto? I don't think anybody has any saves. There's no clerics in You got socialized medicine? You don't have no, dice? I have them. They were just right, in my okay. bag. Sorry, I didn't mean to berate you. I, I, a little I didn't feel you were berating me. I thought that was great. No, I was talking to them. I didn't feel like you were berating them. I oh, thought that was great. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right, you pull them out of the street. And, uh, you guys you oh. guys are injured pretty badly. Your ru- uh, a couple of your ribs are broken, each Ow. of you. Accurate. Oh, ow. Ow. I don't think any of us have any healing. Do that's we, that's no, uh, no dignity actually does. But Can I heal myself? Yeah. I heal myself. You lay hands onto yourself. <laughs> and you gain back uh, 14 hit points, I think. Yes. 14. Not, not very Canadian of you. Uh, <laughs> I don't get that at can, all. Can I, can I heal um, Sharpie now? Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. I heal Sharpie. He also takes uh, 14 hit points of healing. Oh, thank you. Your You're ribs. Can, can, can we back together. recollect and go back in and talk to Spizbulb again without you being yes, yeah, Spizbulb. So, I don't know if you remember, Dan, how you were I don't remember. behaving. No. Spizbulb's there badly. with you. <laughs> you, were, you were having a Lenev moment with Spizbulb. <laughs> yeah, Spizbulb's there with you in the wheelchair. He's like, that was crazy. You guys should look both ways. Wait, I was mean to the actual Spizzle? Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> you don't remember. Spib- I like Spizzle to think that in I... a wheelchair? Can, can I heal him? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I lay hands on Spizzle. 
He's like, oh, man, that's super good, but uh, my vertebrae are still shattered. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, it feels less painful, so thank you. <clears throat> classic, classic mistake. I don't feel so well. I sure could get healed. Well, I got... I got seven per day, so I got like what four left. So oh, yep. can I can I lay hands on Quark? Oh yeah. <laughs> I lay hands on Quark. Quark. Yeah. <laughs> you feel so right. good. Oh, mother of pearl. <laughs> I'm fine. Thanks. Great. This is a great adventure. Yeah, it's amazing. It's adventurous. Speaking of adventurous, you hear, you hear yet again a very familiar sound that you've heard not long ago. Uh, sounds like a, like a police siren. Wee-woo-wee-woo-wee-woo. <laughs> oh, it's, it's Borat. Borat's coming. <laughs> My wife. Wah-wah-wee-wah. <laughs> you hear that sound. We just ran away from them. You sure did. Ah, shit. Well, uh, I wish I didn't eat my weed. We should get we let's we should get out of town. I think. Well, well with the whole thing is going on though with uh, with with Admiral Darkstar in the angel body being repelled by. Right. Does anybody else remember this stuff? Where, 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 where do you think we should go? <laughs> I'm serious because I only honestly I'm the last couple of weeks have been a mess, <laughs> and you've been listening. So where do you think we should go? Yeah, we were supposed to be trying to get to the Air City because why were we getting to the Air City again? Because that's where the robot baby was going to get that's his memories right, the ro- back. Right, it was the robot so, baby so we, quest. So we should get out of town. Knew it. We should try to get outside. Yeah, this 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 whole thing was a bad All right. uh, a bad uh, turn. Dignity, Sarsgaard. I know you work here. I know you've been with us only a short time, but we would appreciate your help getting out of town. I can help with that. Great. She All has right. a horse. Let's take my horse. Let's get out of town. Uh, Do we all fit on it? How many people usually fit on the horse? Don't don't tell them no, the truth. No, no, no. situations where yeah. the truth will yeah. punish you. Like what's nine. the max capacity it's nine, of a horse? It's, <laughs> it's too comfortable. You're talking about yeah, a Palomino, like a luxury Palomino is like no, like a, a, like a regular one is like nine. Is a Clydesdale a horse? Yeah. Yes. 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 And they you seat could fit, nine. You could fit all yeah. of us on a Clydesdale. That, yeah, that, that's a stretch limo. It's yeah. a no, I know, I know Quark's a halfling. A gnome. Okay. I know he's a gnome. Do we need a car no, seat for the robot I don't baby? know. I mean, two people. I yeah, no, I think you can all fit uncomfortably. All right. It's not a joke. Phew. Woo. Can, we get, out, can we get right out of now. town? Is, can, can we get through the, uh, the gates? Uh, yeah, you, you ride towards the gates, and uh, you see crowds of city guards kind of blocking your way. It's going to be... You're going to have to run something over or something. Step on the gas. <laughs> Duke's a hazard style. Let's do it. All right. You step on the gas and head forward with great speed. You knock down three of the guards, but then you go through the barrier as if it wasn't even there and blast out of the city gates. This is a metaphor for a transgender. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm loving this. I'm loving this. I don't want this lost on you. No, no, no. This is great. Onward. 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 Yeah, we're you're, free. Yeah, now you're out of we're the free city. of the city. Woo! That's of... what you wanted to do. Do we right. lose the police? Uh, they they they're standing at the gates, just watching you, like you don't want to go out. <laughs> Does Admiral Darkstar notice that? Yeah, you uh, realize you quickly realize why. There's a uh, large oh angel demon who's now bearing down on you at incredible speeds. Ah, uh, cheese and crackers. <laughs> bearing down on you. 
Admiral Darkstar? Yeah! <laughs> You're never gonna catch us. And that's a fact. <laughs> Is it? Nice. Nice. Yes. Shh. He catches up to you. Uh-huh. Yeah, boy. What seems to be the problem, because we signaled... Is that is that canon? Yeah, yeah, he says that. I'm gonna murder you. Hmm. Uh. All right, that's one thing we could do. <laughs> Listen, Admiral Darkstar, Sharpie, butts a lot. Long time enemy, first time conversation. Actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when you were his mother? All right, okay. <laughs> They never talked. It was a really dysfunctional home. <laughs> that was evident. I don't think that your goals conflict with ours anymore. <laughs> I disagree! <laughs> Why two die rolls? Because One a, for the... They're opposed checks, Dan. All right, okay, sorry. We don't have the shard of fucking thing. We have stopped caring about that shit. What? Yeah, that's right. I don't... I want this to simultaneously offend you and set us free from our relationship, but we don't care about you anymore. He, he, he charges up like a, like a like Mega Man. Yeah, I, hey, I, I, I can do that too. I charge up also like Mega Man. Wreathes around his around his form, and he he blasts he blasts from his chest a large humanoid figure made of form, and it plops onto the ground by you guys. It gets up. Fuck? It's all fiery and made of fire. What the Whoa. fuck? What's its preferred pronoun? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jillian. <laughs> Do you we, ask it directly? Well, we won't know that for a while, yeah. Yeah. It's a fire guy. Fire guy. Fire guy. Getting yeah. to his feet. Friend or foe, fire guy. <laughs> how, big, how big is it? It's, uh, it's uh, large size, about eight feet tall, nine feet tall, I should say. All right. Honestly, rabbit hunting with a tank, as they say in my culture. <laughs> What's a tank? <sighs> It's overkill. We don't have the shard. Then you knew you're useful! Right, exactly. So, so you're gonna die! Well, no, so we... Wait a second. What is it about us that you don't like in yourself that you see in us? <laughs> for real. Like, for Seriously, because really... this has been going on way too long. Uh, Thank you. Are we, are we too diverse a party? Can you not really deal with how many different types of people we are? That's really not it at all. Oh. Well, so we just request passage, and we just, like, you have so much more energy that you're going to need to get the shard from oh, the it, town. It, do we know where the shard is? That, uh, that it's in the town. It's, it's in there, right? I mean, yeah. it, it's still, like, in the ground in the puddle or something, yeah. right? In the meat, meat sack. Meat Speaking pot. of which, you actually see, you see a dark force on the horizon. It, you must have passed it while you were coming out, but you're so... Uh, Focused on leaving the town that you just blazed right past. It's a large, a large host of black, uh, black humanoid creatures. And upon closer inspection, they're actually darkened skeletons. They've been burned in ash, and they're they're beaten on the walls, the force fields of these doors of the of the city. They're just crowding out, crowding around it. You see, 
Not a great place to hang out. We, that's why we left. We don't like it there. The, there's a shard in there. Also, where, where is that, that bag of holding that you told us we shouldn't take out? Uh, that's, uh, you left that in the town, too. Okay, good. good. <laughs> just want to make sure. Yeah. And we have our passports. And What's the fire dude doing? That. He's he's just standing. He looks like he's awaiting something. He's waiting for some sort of something. Yeah, if it's all the same to you, Admiral, we'll be on our way. Okay. Give so, him the robot baby. That's a good call. Oh, don't. But said, but like you put the robot baby there to hold, to like intrigue him and, and distract him, and but then we'll run it. Our, that's so you see, you see from the city coming to town, you see of this large dome-like force field popping out of the top. Is looks like the morning star kind of rising from the earth. It goes above above the the force field, and you can see the skeletons. They're kind of climbing up on the top of the force field. And they gather all around this shard, and in a crack of light, all of them disappear all at once. And Admiral Darkstar is like, what the fuck? You! I'm coming for you! And he takes off, leaving you with the fiery humanoid figure. All right. All right, so how bad does this horse have to piss? (laughs) Uh, As bad as a racehorse. All right. All right. Well, so, horse, do your best. <laughs> fiery figure. <coughs> you, uh, you, you command the horse to piss, and it's a well-trained mount, so it does. It pisses on the fiery leg and knocks out one of its legs for a short amount of time. It falls and stumbles to the ground, nice. prone. Right. Right. Let's, let's get out of here. Let's cool it down a little more, or do you want to just run? I mean, what's, you know... Enough what, battles. What let's better way to express how we feel than to leave? Yeah, <laughs> to, to, to piss on the leg and leave. Yeah, because again, we're we're saying we own you. Yeah, or or we. You, this is our. You own yourself. <laughs> like, like, good luck on your adventures. With one leg. And so to us. All right. So we we head off. Yeah. So yeah, on a horse you can easily outpace a one-legged fire elemental. <laughs> All right. And uh, you've ride and you ride until you find uh, you find what's. The only light in this dark place, it looks like it's coming from a hill, like a, like a hill with a <laughs> light in Can we have one moment to just celebrate? We fucking nailed it. We did yeah, that. That was really good. You left. Yeah. It was great. You're celebrating <laughs> we just walked leaving. away. I, this is why Dungeons & Dragons is better than a video game. Like, we didn't have to stay there. No. We just left. That was great. It's See, a he, great didn't, game. he didn't expect us to, to do that. I did not expect I mean, He's got to deal with it now. <laughs> But we fa- he respects it because he's a good dungeon master. We Thank just you. left. We that's, left. That's that's what I wanted to hear. I am it's, a good dungeon master. I don't know if we broke character to just do that because no, we did. I mean, I, to me, it's the most it's the most in character I've ever been. I'm a coward. I I I, I don't want to die. I hate fighting. It hurts. It's me. True. It's a weird quality for an adventurer. <laughs> but you're I'm not, always I'm not, been a reluctant. It's fine. Adventurer. You know, adventurers come in various shapes. Have you ever seen me play a video game, like, like, or heard me talk just about one? Minecraft? Like, I hide behind corners, and I just like I try to build up my stealth skill to the point where I'm functionally invisible, and I can cheat. You'd make a great rogue. Yeah, and I'm a wizard. It's a shame. I, I played rogues my you, whole are life. Are you saying you feel like a rogue inside? <laughs> I, I, I identify Maybe you as a rogue. Maybe should continue to sort of transition yes. into a cross-class sort I, I, of situation. I identify as a rogue. You know, maybe, maybe as Krista Berg, I could help you with your transitioning. We, we can have some counts. We are, we, are, we, we are tasting the fruits of our amazing decision to walk away from all this bullshit. 
And you ride up to a large hill that has a lit window in the hill, inside of the hill. It's like a hobbit hole kind of situation. That's what she said. (laughs) Sorry. I hope you come back for another show, Bob. (laughs) Sorry about the joke. What do you think we should do? I, um... I, uh, I, I'm going to boldly go up and look into this window. You see, you see a woman showering. <laughs> we get rewarded for everything this uh, show. This is Toronto, it's Look great. at this woman, and she's clean. <laughs> it's true. Are you going to invite the rest of us to see what you're saying? Hey guys, nothing to see back here. <laughs> the home's empty. All right. I, uh, I... We're in a village, like kind of. No, this is the only sim- uh, dwelling that you see that looks anything like this. There are some rolling hills and some marshes around, but nothing like that. Well, I that. guess I go up to the door and knock on. You it. guys should just move on without me. I'm serious. <laughs> it's the only. I'm just gonna knock on the door and see if there's anybody home. You knock on the door and uh, there's no answer, huh. as if someone was occupied inside. Like with the shower, for instance. It seems, seems like so whoever's in there is either not home or uh, doing something that precludes what do you, the what possibility. Do you, what do you think, Quark? You wouldn't be interested. She's showering. It's not a bath. Oh, she's showering. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, so this is the first home we've come to in miles. Should we go loot it? <laughs> I don't think we should. I mean, I don't think we should do that. But you, you, no, you, you, you've been wanting to loot some things. Like no, I have Get some treasure, yeah. No, I don't know what you heard in the last podcast. I, was, <laughs> I must have been so drunk that I, I, I want to be a good person. I want to. Did you see the documentary? <laughs> That's my shtick. I want to be a good person. I, 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 I uh, so the doors, I, I break in. Okay. <laughs> I assume nobody's home. Yeah, you bust open the door and you immediately are faced with a woman showering. Oh, Jesus. Sorry, lady. She sorry. screams. Sorry, sorry, sorry. She screams. I'm sorry. I, I back out and I close the door. I go, sorry. I thought you were in danger. Did the rest of us hear the screaming? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's screaming. What did I you clo- do to her? I closed the door. I didn't do anything. I closed the door. I go, sorry. Just get out of the shower and answer the door. In ten minutes, that happens. What the fuck? Hey, ma'am. What the fuck? Hey, can I, as my calling card, can I say that could have gone worse? (laughs) Now that you trust me, my friends and I would like to come in and speak to you about a matter of global import. Trust him. He doesn't have the same sex drive he used to. (laughs) I see you as a beacon of light. That happens. All right. Let's, we sit at her table, and I say, Ma'am, do you know about the crack of Honduras? I don't know. What, the, what are we doing? I don't know. I, no, I'm Why sorry, Why did ma'am. we go I'm in? Sorry. No, I'm sorry. Sharpie, what do you mean? No, I'm sorry. I, I'm a little drunk. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I'm a little peckish, uh, nice naked lady. Uh, She's not naked anymore. Oh, well, um, I have fond memories of you when I first saw you, so that's my nickname for you. So... Nice naked lady. Um, do you have any food that uh, we could eat? I mean, you guys just kind of like broke down my door, then went back outside and waited for me to answer it. It's a custom in my land. 
We didn't mean to. We're coming from a town that was overtaken by a demon. I guess if it's a custom in your land. Oh, okay. All right. What was the question? We would like some food. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. Do you you know if there's a place where we could uh, stay far from here? Uh, Like, no. I'm like the closest place. The closest place. Where are we? Maybe we could ask. We're just outside of Rosebook. It's, you know. Oh, so we haven't gone too far. We're just out into the hills. I guess. um, We should just get provisions and ride on. (laughs) There's no adventure to be found here. I don't know. I think that she needs to understand that she... Uh, Back off. She likes the cut of my jib. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I smoke a pipe full of uh, traveler's weed. I don't think you have a pipe. I have a pipe. I make a pipe out of her cabinet. <laughs> All right. Okay. And Good I, one. And I smoke it. I smoke... I smoke some, well, you don't have any pipe weed, though. I smoke pipe weed that I make out of the rest of her cabinet. <laughs> okay, you you cough horribly, terribly as if you were breathing poison. Okay, and then I and then I go <coughs> uh, Oh kingdoms come and dungeons wait. I think that should be a good ending to the story. Because adventurers... Get out of my house! We're singing a song. It's a special song. You're going to like it. Okay. In Wait. Dank and dungeon in dungeons key. Bum, 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 bum. In all the... Give the loot. Play the loot. Yeah. This happens every time he smokes cabinet. <laughs> Uh, I think I, I think that's it. That's 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 the conclusion of our adventure, right? Yeah. All right, Spencer, our dungeon master, Jillian, Jillian, our our dignity stars guard, Jan, Jane, Jane, Jan, John, Jen, Jane, Jane, our moonshine maker, and uh, an ambassador to the to realms unknown. And Bobcat Goldthwait, our cop Thank you. Uh, get Willow Creek. Like, freak yourself out. Oh, sure. Thank you. Yeah. Watch Willow Creek. Also, he's working in a documentary that's going to blow your mind, but we, won't need to, we don't need to promote that yet. I'll come but back. it's going to fucking blow your mind. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, Toronto. You've been absolutely Thanks so much. forgiving and pleasurable. Thank you. See you tonight.
the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed. 